One, two, one, two. What up, brother? One, two, one, two. Yes. Yeah, so we're just going full unscript. We saw each other. I was like, let's not even talk. Let's just catch up. That's how it went down. That's exactly how it went down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, uh, dude, so what were you telling me right when we were walking in? I forget what it was already. What were we talking about? Yeah, we were were talking about something. We were like, let's save that for the, the podcast. Um... Oh, we were talking about your 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 post in the city. Uh, oh, being shit. up on the billboard. Yeah, let's start with me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I dude, I, when I saw that, I was like, "Yo, that's what's up." Yeah, dude, it was pretty sick to actually see it up there, up there, yeah. and then for thousands of people to, who were there to see it up yeah. there. Yeah, you know. And I remember being on the um on on the live stream that you threw up, and I I was waiting the whole time because I wanted to see it again. Yeah, you know what I mean. And I just think that. That type of accomplishment is something that only your diehards are going to be happy for you for. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, 100%. Only your diehards. Yeah. Only people who got your back are really happy that they saw that. Yeah, 100%. But maybe the other 80% of your following was pissed. Yeah. There, that's funny that you say that, actually, because that was actually how it kind of went. I know, bro. But a lot of people come out of the woodworks and they're like, yo, we're really happy for you, which I totally appreciate like it's actually cool to actually get recognition from people that maybe you weren't before right like we're all afraid to like admit that that's actually a thing you 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 kind of want you know but at the end of the day yeah dude just looking up there and seeing that was pretty surreal it wasn't even a thing i knew i wanted mm-hmm. you know and until and, you saw it until i saw it and i was yeah. like dude wow like, yeah because it, it like puts you in another realm of like what are my possibilities yeah you know what i mean you you you've seen that you've done this and you've done that but then you do something like that, which is epic. Yeah. It's and, classic. Yeah. And it's weird because I had made a rendering um, before of just like a painting on billboards. And that was like kind of like an idea that I had that just to like put these billboards up with, with paintings on them. And then I, like during COVID. So for it to come like full circle and actually be in New York City right in Times Square. <sighs> it's just bizarre. It's, it's bizarre. It's bizarre. Bro. I'm like, what? Okay. Yeah. But anyway. That's I remember we when I saw um, – Tucson, you know, from East Hampton, Alex Tucson. Oh, okay. He was there too. Yeah. With Peloton. Oh, really? Yeah. He was on the, he was on the billboard with Peloton and I was- Wait, right... Marshall? No, Alex Tucson. He oh. used to work at, um, not SoulCycle, what's the other one? Flywheel. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, He used yeah. to work at Flywheel. Then he dipped over, the, um, the guy recruited him, saw that he was an amazing talent, loved his voice, loved the way that he taught and uh, brought him over to Peloton when Peloton had first started. Awesome. Uh, I think it was, I think- um. I'm, I'm not sure if this is the correct story, but I think that uh, uh, Soul—I mean, not Soul Cycle. Um, Flywheel wasn't really moving him up. They kind of like had a cap on him. Yeah, you know what I mean. And, and now, are, and these guys are like, "Here's an opportunity. Here's an opportunity. Yeah. We're gonna do this Peloton bike. Yeah, I know you're a star. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're gonna invest in you. We're gonna put money behind your marketing. We're gonna market you. We're gonna put you on so this. He was this, all up in it. He was all up on the same billboard you was on. Damn. And the day that he was there, I was there applauding him too. Hell yeah. You know what I mean? Because it's dope to see us from our community. Yeah. Do something outside of our community. Right. Yeah. Because that's very rare. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Our people from our community kind of we have two stigmas. Either this town's gonna mess you up hardcore, or you're gonna make a lot of money in this town. Yeah. There is no like there's in, no in between. In between. There's not really there's no in between. You're either a druggie, an alcoholic, or yeah. you know, and you just go to your job just to get by. Yeah. You know, to pay your bills, or you're gonna do something major. You're gonna yeah. take your business and it's gonna expand and, and blow up. So when I do see one of us uh uh reach that plateau of success outside of our quote unquote what they call bubble, yeah, here, 
I'm excited. Yeah, totally. It's inspirational to me. So now when I see Brett on that billboard, I say, well, shit, Jay could be on that billboard next too. 100%. Jim Box could be on that billboard next too. It's, Untamed could be there too. It's all doable. It's all doable. It's, it's crazy. Doable. That's kind of, first of all, I appreciate you saying that mm-hmm. because it that people don't have that combo very often. People mm-hmm. are not, like I was kind of like mentioning it, like, cause like I kind of got excited about it. Like when we were like driving in, I was like, oh yeah, we're actually going to the city to go see uh, my art on a billboard. And then this one guy's like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm like, uh, what? Right, bro. what? Wow, are you not excited right now? That's the attitude. Oh my god! Yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah. But then I don't know, dude. Like, yeah. So that was awesome, and it is. It's it's like a thing. It's like a stamp to say like you can. That's kind of the idea of the whole thing. Period. That's the whole. That is the message of why it even went up. Right. Is to like let people know that you can do something, and you know, it's. I, I know everyone's hit, sick of hearing that. You can do something. You can do. Something. Yeah. But it's like it is the thing. It is the thing. This is America. Unfortunately, right now, America and a lot of people are trying to make it look like the American dream is dead. Yeah. And I think that's because we we've, we've raised the generation of cupcakes. Yeah. They're soft. Yeah. You know what I mean? They want everything immediate gratification. Yep. They don't want to work for it. They don't want to to grind. They don't want to stick to something long enough to watch it give you the benefits you know yeah. like a like you you plant a, a flower or a weed plant or whatever you want to plant you plant a seed you're going to have to nourish that seed yeah. it's not going to give you any return on the investment for quite some time yeah so you know i think what people do is they you know they kind of do that type of thing and you know it ends up like that but like i said to see one of us a local hit that billboard that's inspirational and that's what art is about yeah that's the whole thing art is about inspiration right you found inspiration you created this and then this should inspire the next artist or the next person who is motivated to do something positive and that's what it did for me that's why i was right there on the on the live chat wasn't i not there i stayed there the whole time oh you saw you 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 closed it you saw you saw fake spencer (laughs) yeah i saw fake spencer (laughs) was it not it was fake spencer for real (laughs) i was dying i wish spencer was on the chat so i could be like bro your twin dude your twin was right in new york 100 him i wish he was on he they said all of us have a twin in this world that is i believe very true yeah i see people's doppelganger very often me too yeah the other day i was uh i was driving and I was driving by PC Richards, and there's a girl who looks like Jess. Um, I don't, I don't know her last name, but uh, Jess from Sag Harbor. I called Jess, and I'm like, Jess, were you at PC Richards? And she was like, No, but like five people have already told me they seen my double there. And I'm like, Yeah, I just saw her too. <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah, definitely. definitely. Yeah, that's so funny. Yeah, I mean, uh, back to raising cupcakes and and whatever, and and just you know what life is at the moment. Like, mm-hmm. you know. You must see that in, in, in your line of work. I Definitely. Mean, we should probably kind of preface what you do, who you are. Mm-hmm. I will just just a little bit. Okay. Um, Jay, you're a trainer and mm-hmm. um, musician. And yes. my – you can tell what your thing is in just a sec. But, like, when I first saw you, like, when I first met you, I met you in a gym. Mm-hmm. Um, and I instantly kind of connected to you and felt drawn to you because you had the same idea of, of conversation. We didn't talk – we didn't go and, like – bullshit 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 it was like talking about how we were like kind of hustling mm-hmm. we were talking about business moves we talking about business moves and ideas yeah and, concepts know, this type of thing and like blah 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 and dude that to me like that's that's fire to me because it's like okay we can talk about something mm-hmm. and we're both hungry and have aspirations so to me you're an entrepreneur you're a creator um and 
you happen to be a trainer and you happen to be super consistent. Like that's one thing. You'd always make me feel like a piece of shit every time I'd go <laughs> to the gym. And but you were never a douche about it. You're always uh, like you're always like, Oh, what's up? Like, yeah. all right, like I haven't seen you in a while. Like, yeah. Right. And I'm yeah, like, yeah. yeah. I'll never forget you actually invited me to a boat party because like, mm-hmm. I think when I first came, I was like, I was kind of jacked mm-hmm. and then I kind of wasn't. Mm-hmm. And I remember you invited me to a boat party and uh, I remember just thinking like, fuck, I'm not ready for this boat party. <laughs> but if I go, I'm going to look like I own the boat. That's I'm, right. I'm going to be the only one that has a shirt on. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> that is so true. That's a true statement. That is a true statement. The one who has the shirt on yeah. owns the boat. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but tell us who you are, man. Like, what, so what uh, my name is uh, Johnny Duncan. That's my real name. Uh, but everyone calls me Jay. I am the third. So my name being Jay came from my father is Johnny. My grandfather is Johnny. And so my grandmother named me Jay so that we can tell the difference between who's who. So I'm Jay. Um, I developed the name Surreal Jay from uh, my DJ partner who taught me how to DJ, uh, DJ Danger. He named me Surreal Jay because he said, dude. One minute you own a restaurant, next minute you're flying planes, next minute you're driving buses for the Hampton Jitney, then the next minute you you, you you own this business and you got that. You're just surreal the way you like doing that. So he named me Surreal J. He gave me that that, that nickname. Uh, actually, he named me Mixmaster Surreal at first because that was my name. And then as I started to get older, he started calling me Surreal Surreal J and things like that. But um, I'm a personal trainer, celebrity personal trainer. I have about three celebrities that I train right now. And then I kind of cater to an upscale uh, demographic of people who are looking for personal training. So my prices are a bit upscale, and I kind of cater to those people. Um, I run a very successful weight loss program. I've helped over 68 women lose 15 to 20 pounds plus, and I am the owner of Gymbox, which was created during a pandemic, during a time where gyms in New York, uh, because we have Cuomo, gyms were closed for almost a year and two months, uh, and they just completely forgot about us. Like, as you see right now, they have an extra bill for restaurants but they don't have an extra bill for gyms and they treated us just like the restaurants in fact the restaurants were treated better than us because the restaurants were able to open outdoors we weren't even able to open outdoors yeah you see what i'm saying and they were able to work at a certain amount of capacity even though they had opened them and closed them gyms were never even brought to the equation people went belly up hard belly up hard you know we, we lost four gyms out here in the hamptons oh i know we lost four. There was nowhere to go. Nowhere to go. Yeah. So uh, I started Gym Box. It's a mobile boxing gym. Uh, we bring the boxing experience to your front door or for a you know, decent price. It's not affordable. I'm not going to lie. It's a very expensive fee. That's like I said, I market to a higher demographic. And um, But if you want to come to us, we do it for a more affordable price. Still out of the range of some people, we charge about $75 per semi-private personal training session. So that's kind of what I'm doing. Um, I used to be in music. I took a break from music um, about three years ago. I made a commitment to only do fitness. Yeah, uh, because previous to that, I was kind of uh, running around like a chicken with my head cut off. I was throwing a bunch of poop at the wall, hoping something would stick. Yeah, that doesn't work. Yeah, I tried it for many years. You know, I was partnered in a restaurant. I was uh, running a nightclub. I was DJing the nightclub. I was doing events. I was. Uh, I remember a little bit of all. Yeah, this. I was doing all of that. You remember, remember that? Yeah, I remember you had the uh, tactical training with the, the tactical training gun. with the airsoft. Like I was doing so because I like I'm, dude. I. Believe in the American dream. I well, you want to do all those things. And I want to do all those things. Yeah. Yes. And that probably is ultimately going to be what will happen. Oh, 
you're so right. You hit the nail on the head. Right. When I have my money, yeah. I will open up an airsoft arena. Yeah. And I won't care if it makes money or not. Yeah, 100%. But it's because it's something I love to do. Right. I freaking love Milsim. Yeah. I love it. American Milsim, Milsim West. I love all those events. I go to them. I have about $7,000 worth of gear. <laughs> I, have an, I have an airsoft rifle that costs $2,500. Really? More than an AR. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's how into it I am. I have the night vision goggles, the, the helmet. Thing. I have the whole thing. So eventually, yes, I will go back in that dream that yeah. you first knew me when you met me with that dream. Yeah. That dream's going to come again. 100%. You know what I mean? My dream you with music. the seed. I just planted the seed. Yeah. And I needed to get the money. Yeah. So I had this conversation with my old lady and she's like, you know, and then I have a mentor. He's really important in my life. Uh, he's the guy that I invited you to the yacht party. Okay. And he would always tell me, he said, Jay, you know, you just got your hand, you got your hand in too many fires. Yeah. You need to focus on one thing, man. He's like, you're intelligent. You're a smart kid. You got hustle. You got grit. You know how to work. You know how to save money. But you're doing too much. And he would tell me that and I would get mad at him. But I wouldn't let him see because he's a mentor. Yeah. You know what I mean? I would... He don't know me. I'm a Gemini. That's the problem. That's the problem with Geminis. Goddamn. Damn Geminis, man. We Every think we can time. do it all because we actually are very, Geminis are naturally uh, attracted to learning. Yeah. We love learning. And we, what we love learning more than learning is implementing what we learn. We love that. Like we're attracted to uh, partners that can teach us things. We're attracted to always doing something new and never being locked to one thing. When is Gemini? What, what's June seventh. Oh, so you're June. So I, I'm in June. Yeah, I don't think I know any Junes. Yeah. So the Gemini is very learning, and we're very creative, and we have this skill set where we can pretty much pick anything up. If you wanted to teach me how to paint, bro, I probably can get this in maybe a year. Yeah. That's how Gemini's work. Yeah. But that's also our downfall. Because we think we can do everything, but you can't, bro. Right. You, 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 you can't be a jack of all trades and master of none. Yeah. You got to master one thing, and then you can play with the other trades later. Well, that's, I think that's really true because it's, you know, I've oftentimes used Kevin Hart as an, uh, an argument to mm-hmm. people telling me that I do too many things. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, Kevin Hart does everything. Mm-hmm. He's got all these businesses, blah, 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 blah. And mm-hmm. I, I always use him as kind of like a gauge. Mm-hmm. But the truth is, is he really did focus on one craft and became- Which was his what? Um, I think comedy. Comedy. And then I think acting. I think yep. acting is really what kind of set the stage of everything. Definitely. But. Comedy put him on the map. But now he's using that same ADD or whatever people try to prescribe it as and mm-hmm. he's putting it to good use. I mean, he that yeah. guy is busy as hell doing a lot of shit. And I agree with that. But first. First, yeah. Let me master fitness. Yeah. So see, for me, a lot of people don't understand this or know this about me, but I took a crap on fitness for many years. You know what I mean? I. I'm not a personal trainer. I'm a DJ. Well, but don't, I mean, I, I know what you're going with that. You know where I'm going with that, right? I, I do, but I think that, and maybe I'm just digging my heels in and maybe, okay. I'm, maybe I am, but I think that you're a collective of all of your experience. So it landed you here because you were, when I met you, you were a good trainer. You mm-hmm. knew, you, you had an idea, you had all these visions, but then you did all these different routes as well, but it kind of landed you to like get a better sense of business mm-hmm. and maybe a couple things fall apart. I don't know if mm-hmm. that even happened, but I'm just mm-hmm. saying like things happen in life that kind of set the stage. And then you're like, all right, now I'm ready to go and conquer. I'm in think- 100% agreement with you on that. Yeah. Yeah. So let me, let me talk about that. So as I, there was a point in my time where I got really depressed and I said, I've done this. I've owned restaurants. I've owned nightclubs. I've been a promoter. I've been a DJ. 
I've been a music producer. I was a dancer. I drove buses. I drove the Hampton Jitney, bro. At 21 years old, I was driving the Hampton Jitney in and out of Manhattan. That's actually awesome. And driving the Jitney all around town. That's, that's actually and a lot of bus, huh? It's a lot of bus, bro. It's no 54, accidents? 54, no accidents. 54-foot bus. I was pushing. That's actually crazy. It was hilarious. Now, actually it was, bro, it was hilarious. <laughs> they would see. Now, I look young now. I got yeah. this beard. I look a little older. But yeah. imagine if I cut the beard off and think about me... <laughs> 15 years ago, 12 years ago. You weren't wrist on noon. Bro, wrist on noon. No. Earphones, listening to rap music and, and on the bus. I'd stand outside the bus, and the people would say, who's driving this bus? Yeah. And I'd be like, it's me. It's and me. they'd laugh. Ha, 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 ha. No, they, no, they thought I was the attendant. No uh, lessons or anything? No, I had the lessons. They, um, Jeff Lynch. Shout out Jeff Lynch. I love that man. That that was my best job I ever had. Really? Man, you made your own schedule? Yeah. I got free trips in and out the city. Goldfish for days. Goldfish for days, drinks, juices, <laughs> eating at restaurant. Anyway, yeah. so Jeff Lynch um, put me in the program. He knew I was ambitious. I started off washing the buses first. Wow. Yeah, with the Hispanics at the night crew. So we would wash the buses, but I'm, I don't know if they're going to get mad about this, but we didn't do much bus washing. <laughs> they knew how to do that job quick because I think we spent about... Four or five hours playing racquetball at night? Really? On the night shift, yeah. That's awesome. So we watched the buses real quick and then we played racquetball <laughs> yeah. for the rest of the night, right? So I started off doing that. Then I moved uh, from that, and then I moved into uh, cleaning the, detailing the buses. And then from detailing the buses, I moved into um, being a bus attendant. And then I was a bus attendant, and then I moved up into... Bus surfer. A bus, yeah. I was I was driving the bus. I was in a full-blown program. I was the youngest person to ever do it. I was tw- I just turned 21. And he gave me the opportunity to drive that bus. And that's that's one man that I definitely owe a lot of props to because that was a good job for me to have. I was making like $19 an hour. But that probably gave you some confidence. Gave me super Wheeling confidence. that thing through the city? Bro, big body. <laughs> <laughs> they talking about big bodies. I had the biggest body. Oh, my okay? God. And I got the richest cargo on back. And I'm oh, responsible yeah, that's true. for it. That's actually you know true. What I'm saying? So, I wasn't even thinking about them at all. Man. You know what Dude, I mean? That's and amazing. They would like... Look and be like, I start up that engine, and they'd be like, <laughs> he wasn't lying. He's the one driving this bus. You know, so. Oh, um, that's amazing. You know, I, and back to what you were saying about the different experiences that you experienced for a certain time of my life, I had got depressed, and I said, you know, I didn't done all these things. I wasted my time. Yeah. For a quick moment, I thought I did waste my time, right? But then as I'm in the situation that I'm in now, and I'm like, okay, when I was a DJ, when I'm teaching my classes, the, the the people, my fans, they go crazy for my playlists. That was my DJ life. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. I was in the streets. I, you know, did whatever street dudes do. I dressed a certain type of way. That style came into my clothing. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. My ability to run a business and, and, and be a partner in a restaurant and find out about money and what's losses and what's yeah. gains and how many people the do I need stuff. to come in here tonight yeah. so that we can make money and break even. That came into play with the business that I'm running now. Yeah. Me being an internet marketer. I was an internet marketer before I went to Hill Street as a, as a trainer. I was an internet marketer. I sold programs to gyms on how to bring their customers uh, how to bring them customers on demand and with predictability. Yeah. That skill set came into play. So when I went to Hill Street and I started running my Ladies Fight Club program, I knew how to sell and close clients. I was selling and closing clients on a six-week program for $599. Wow. You see what I'm saying? So all of these skill sets. Only out here. Only out here. You know what I mean? But, you know, even anywhere else, the ability that I was 
I had these jobs and these careers and these different paths, these ways, like you're saying, um, that I did in my life. They all came back full circle. 100%. Full circle. So I do float back and forth with maybe I wasted a little time chasing all these dreams. But at the same time, like you said, it has worked out in my in my overall benefit yeah. to what I'm doing now. The only waste of time is thinking about that. Facts. Ooh, it's, I love that. Because honestly, like, I love that. that shit all landed you right in the like right in the, in the right place. Hundred percent. Because I mean, as far as I've known you, dude, like you've been super consistent. Every time I see you, you're at the gym, you're working with somebody, you're trying to motivate someone, mm-hmm. and I mean that that in itself is trying to be the motivation for somebody is a lot. I used Definitely. to have a I used to have a friend that uh, who's now passed away, but he was kind of like that beacon of light for me. Like that, always calling me, like trying to keep me accountable. Like, hey, mm-hmm. let me send you a program. Let me send you something. Mm-hmm. I'm doing this. I'm trying this diet. I'm sending you these supplements. Like always, just like the beacon of like forward movement mm-hmm. of like mm-hmm. physical activity. Um, and once he was gone, it was it was like it took a lot out of me as well. Like just in that regard, obviously right. losing him sucked, but the the fact of like just him always hounding me on that stuff, I feel like played. Once he was gone, it played an impact in, like, my own health. Um, but anyway, so I think it's a lot of pressure with somebody when they do that, you know, when they when they have to be that beacon and they have to kind of, like, keep pressing, pressing onward. But, you know, you have been you have been consistent. And, you know, the, the boxing gym, I've seen it. It's awesome. It's clean. It's fabricated well. Thank you. You know, and, um, and Angel's done some stuff with you as well, and she was telling me about, like, the program and how mm-hmm. it works and – and and loved it so i mm-hmm. think that you have an epic thing like that's going on and the fact that you've even thought about the analytics of like the predictability and actually figuring out like what it is to like not like just hey if you build it will they come it's like if we build this this is what will come right in this demographic right and this, it, it's that's genius it's very like when i'm moving i'm moving really strategic yeah because it's my money bro yeah you know what i mean i'm not a rich kid i'm not you know what I mean? I'm I'm from the I'm getting it out the mud. Yeah. So when we make you know this, you got it out the mud too. Yeah. When we make a mistake, bro, it hurts. Yeah. It hurts our mental, it hurts our heart, it hurts our wallet the worst. Yeah. You know what I mean? When we make that mistake, it, it's a real mistake. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I've been in situations where, you know, when I was working at Hill Street, we make a mistake, it's okay. You know, Tommy will take care of it. He's yeah. rich. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who cares? He's got the money. You know what I mean? But for me, when I make a mistake, bro, it's like that could ruin my business. I could close the doors of my business. So constantly have to be learning, constantly have to be trying to be a better version of myself. There is no days off of learning. You know what I mean? And you you know this. You are a bit you are an entrepreneur. Yeah. You know, so I mean I know. It's yeah, it's definitely it's everything even when the worst shit happens, I'm like what the fuck is the lesson in this? Like, all right, let's get to the, <laughs> all right. I know yep. this is good for me. Right. right. <laughs> all right. Let's, let's dance. Let's dance. Thank uh, you for the lesson life. Yeah. You know, I didn't really need it right now. Yeah. But, yeah. but, we're, but we're doing it. Didn't need that $10,000 lesson. I just learned Didn't oh. need that $5,000 lesson. It's always but, that. It's always you know that what I mean? And, and, uh, I think that's what keeps me progressing and keeps me moving forward because I'm getting it out the mud. I don't have investors. It's all, you know, it's me, it's my team. And the fact that I have a team um, now, that holds me more accountable and responsible than I've ever been. I've always been solo. It's always been a one-man show, the J show. Yeah. You know, and now it's not the J show. Yeah. I have employees. I have people who are in my corner investing in me, their time, 
their money, their 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 resources. Totally. And so when I make a mistake, I ain't making a mistake just for Jay. I didn't make a mistake in the name of my company, Untamed. Yeah. I've made a mistake in the name of Gymbox. I've made a mistake for everyone who does business with me. So, like, you know, I come from a background where I love smoke. I want the smoke. I always want to beef with people. I, you know what I mean? I'm very aggressive type person. <laughs> but I can't be like that no more. Yeah. I, I can't because there are people behind me looking towards me as a leader. Yeah. And there are certain things a leader just can't do. Yeah. When I mean, I, I've I've had to learn that a little bit, too. I mean... It's almost like you you transcend that energy into like a more strategic method. Of, Facts, you know, versus. I mean, because yeah, sometimes you want to rumble. I want to rumble, dude. Like, it's like you want to pay right. me. Like, I, I got two sets you. of gloves here. You got a good deal. <laughs> you got a good game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what should be set up. You got beef. <laughs> yeah, street got beef. Beefs. Come on, let's go. Yeah, mobile street beef. <laughs> <laughs> mobile street beef. I might put that in play. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Don't play with me, bro. That's a good idea. That's a good idea. Mobile street beefs. Come on. Oh, dude. Have you seen that shit on YouTube? Mm-hmm. Oh my god. Where the dudes take it out to the street? Yeah. These big buff guys like the referee, and they fight. Yeah, and they they, they, love let, it. they let them have it. Love it. It's actually kind of great. I love it because the kids are using guns well they hug afterwards and they hug afterwards most times dude same when we grew up you yeah. know the way we grew up oh yeah you're fighting the street with your boys next day y'all the best of friends yeah these kids today they corn balls and they soft yeah so they gotta shoot somebody yeah but what they don't realize is bro you then shot that man yeah. they got all kind of technology that know you didn't shot that man yeah they got satellites floating in the sky that's watching your every move they can go hit the satellite find out what happened which where and when and then track you down and then you get to jail yeah there's no guns in jail sir yeah you gonna have to use these yeah so you should just use these in the first place right you know but they they growing up in a generation where they don't know how to use these so they use this I think there's a lot to that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's it I don't think people understand the consequence of the trigger. I they mean, don't. It's it's actually such a heavy thing. It's heavy, bro. When you sit in, in, in a jail cell and you're looking at seventeen years to life, meaning you're never coming home. Uh that means you're gonna be around men for the rest of your life. There's no female energy anymore, which means you're probably gonna end up banging another dude or another <laughs> dude's gonna bang you yeah. for the rest of your life. Uh, you're going to eat the most horrible food you can eat. Ugh. You're never going to see your family, your friends, or your loved ones. They don't think about this stuff. Yeah. And that's why when I, on my social media, on my Instagram account, my Instagram account, pretty much we talked about this earlier when we first started talking. We know it's haters. Yeah. 80% of our Instagram following are haters. Yeah. They, they don't want to see us win. They're upset that we're doing something they're not doing, but they're watching because they can't stop watching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They can't stop watching. They yeah. got to keep hating on you. And one day they're going to go in there and be like, yes, he failed. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or they're going to be like, fuck, he didn't fail. I knew Brett. I knew his art was amazing. Yeah. I, I always I always supported him. <laughs> yeah. You see what I'm saying? So my Instagram is more so for the women that reach out to me and say, hey, man, thank you so much for talking about cryptocurrency. My son just got a cryptocurrency wallet. He made $4,000 off Dogecoin. Yeah, you're all about it. All about it. Yeah, you've been talking about it forever. Oh, I've been talking about it for years. Yeah, yeah, Been yeah. trying to get all my friends to get a crypto wallet. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and when parents hit me up and say, hey, Jay, thank you so much for you know your post about your business because it's so important for my children to see young black men doing something positive outside of slinging dope, shooting pistols, hanging out in the hood. Because you don't really see black entrepreneurs. You see black rappers. But where are the black young entrepreneurs that are doing major things? Yeah. Where are their followings at? You know what I mean? So when I'm out posting, I'm trying to hustle and motivate. From many angles, though. From many angles. Do, do people acknowledge that? I don't think people acknowledge. No, but even the fact that, like, you're, 
a young black man Some people entrepreneur. do. More African-American people do. They'll reach out to me and they say, hey, could you talk to my son? He's going down the wrong path. I can't get through to him. But don't you think it's it's tough for people to address it? To be like, you know, to like to even acknowledge you, to be like, wow, like, you, dude, proud of you. Yeah, I, I don't really get that that often. Yeah. Um, but I do get it a lot from my black community. Yeah. And it keeps me posting. Because yeah. I don't really, I don't make money from my, my, my Instagram account. Yeah. My money is really made from my Facebook account. Right. My ideal client is on Facebook. Yeah. My ideal client is a woman who is 35 years old, struggling with weight loss, looking for something cool and fun to do to keep her attention while she continues to lose weight. Yeah. That's my ideal market. And my ideal client is on Facebook. They're not on Instagram. Really? No, not, they're not on Instagram. I do the Instagram to inspire and motivate young African-American men like me that they can do something outside the block, outside the street, outside of selling weed, outside of selling coke, outside of doing those things. I know. I've been there before. I don't want to tell them that, you know, hey, man, don't sell coke, don't sell blow, don't sell weed, don't do this. And I don't give them a roadmap to follow outside of that yeah. hustle. So you know that's, I mean? like the, that's the crypto talk a lot. That's the crypto talk. Man, if a kid take $2,000 right now and buy some Ethereum. Yeah. I mean, I mean, let's just talk about this. I took my $1,400 stimulus check. I bought Ethereum. Ethereum was selling for $1,100. Ethereum is $3,800 right now. Really? With my stimulus check. Yeah. I bubbled that. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? And I'm not trying to brag about money. I know there are guys out there that make way more money than me. Yeah. But the fact of the matter is there is money to be made outside of the block. Yeah. And But there's no, like when I was growing up, I looked at the dope boys. I looked at the pimps, the hustlers, the dope boys. That was what was in my community. And that's pretty much, they got the girls, they got the money, they got the cars. Yeah. You know what I mean? But if I would have saw a young entrepreneur like me out there making moves, I probably would say, well, look at him. He a businessman. You know, there's a young businessman. You know him. Um, what's, what's the kid's name? Wisner. Oh, Tyler. Tyler. Yeah. Love that kid. <laughs> yeah. Love his story. Yeah. He went to college. Yeah. Hated it. Hated it. He's like, no. Bro, I'm not here to get drunk and do all this dumb shit yeah. that all these kids is doing. No. When I know I can go home. And make way more money. Yeah. This kid got eight employees, three trucks, bought his first investment home. He's got, he's got a few of them now. He got a few of them. He's like in, in he's doing the whole Gary V program. Like he followed it. He to buy, the T. buying houses in Indianapolis. Like he's Bro, actually when he is my age, he will have way more money than I've ever accumulated because he did what he knew was the right thing, I, I should say. You know what I mean? So I love his story. I love to tell his story to other people yeah. because college is not for everybody. Because well, he's young. And he's young. He's like 24 still. 24. He's 24. He's up there with me. He owns like three homes in Indianapolis. He's got 24, a very successful, bro. very successful landscaping company. And yeah, I mean, and I've watched him grow every step of the way. Like now let's I've, talk about the bubble. Yeah. People say you can't make no money here. The, the Hamptons will suck you in. You, you're not going to make any money there. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, Look at him. Yeah. Dropped out of college was like, nah, I'm good on that. Yeah. I guarantee he's doing better than all of his friends that graduated summa cum laude, graduated from from college from the best oh, UCLA and and University of Columbia of University, and he's yeah. doing better than all of them. Yeah, he is, he is, and he's. But the thing is that Tyler does have that I don't see in any like very I don't see it very often in that age group. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's got this dedication of yeah, and he, but he's he's a little bit psychotic with it. Mm-hmm. But that's why you got to be if you want to be successful, you got to be a little nuts. Facts and. You know, he's up at four every day. Yep. 
you know, he's like sub, he's like, he wants to be sub four. I'm like, dude, this, what are you doing? <laughs> like, that doesn't even make sense. But he's at yeah. the gym. He get, wakes up at four every single day. I called him the other, like a couple weeks ago and it was like 6 a.m. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, what are you doing? He's like, oh, I'm at, at my yard waiting for my guys. I'm like, don't you guys start at seven? He's like, yeah, I usually get here and I like just read books until they get here. I'm like, <clears throat> but he's not even fucking with me. He's dead serious. And I'm like, what? I love that. I'm like, dude, I'm telling you, he's nuts. But he, at the same time, like he's that's why I love him because I he love is nuts. He's an inspiration to me. The fact that you just said that he reads books. That he's fucking is... reading. I'm like, well, what the fuck are you reading? Even if he's just sitting there on Instagram, he, at least he's doing it at the start of the day. day. Yep. And he's like getting it done and like whatever. But he's not even on Instagram. He's like deleted all social media. He's yeah, we do jujitsu together. We, we go to the oh, same so you've gym. been going? Oh, yeah, man. He invited me for years. And I'm not going to lie. I was like, I want to do that gay ass shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I want to be on top of another man. His penis all in my face. Yeah. And I'm cool on that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, I box. Yeah, I box. Yeah. The fight starts standing up. Yeah. But I no, don't but care yeah. about that fight. Floor but, yeah, stuff. but now you're all encompassing. Bro, I'm hooked. It's good. I'm hooked. I, I had know. my first class at Hamptons Jiu-Jitsu. When did you go? I went about a month ago. Oh, so that's So I train in between two coaches. I got a Brazilian coach at un, at uh, at um No Limits Boxing up the island. I love that gym. It's great vibe. Everybody there is a savage, but they treat you like family. Yeah. And then I train at at at, at um Hamptons Jiu-Jitsu. Right. Where I've I've been there multiple times, but because I felt some type of way about a man mounting me and being on top of me, I kind of, he invited me hundreds of times. Yo, yeah. Jay, you got to come. You would be great at jujitsu. Yeah. You know, and I'm like, mm, yeah, I might come, but yeah. I'm not feeling no dude on top of me sweating and yeah, his yeah, balls yeah. all in my face and he on top of me in the back position. I'm in a doggy style <laughs> position, giving it up. Like, I'm good on that. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't want to be in a doggy style position with you all on top of me, mountain yeah. me. You feel me? So um, I, I played it for a little bit, but then I'm getting ready for MMA. I want to do an MMA bout. And uh, my coach says, you know, Jay, you're going to need to learn the ground game. So I said, man, all right, cool. So I took jujitsu there and I took jujitsu. Wait, jiu-jitsu. so what, what stemmed this uh, MMA bout? What do you mean? About? Because, you know, I feel like. Uh, What's about and where do you do it? You, you, it's like a, it'll be like a, um, it could be either fundraiser or it can be like an expo, expo, I don't know how to say exposition, expedition, Expedi- expedition, yeah. yeah, or something like that. Yeah. And it's like, a, you know, a local fight. They bring in fighters from, you know, someone that would match my skill set. I get in the ring with them and we do a fight, an amateur style fight. And if you're doing MMA, you can't only know stand up. You got to know groundwork. 100%. So I was forced to learn jujitsu so that when I go to the ground, I don't get choked out like I've been getting choked out every week I'm at. And after it's jiu-jitsu. crazy, man. It's bro, it's crazy. Dude. It's crazy. I I I I want to say like jujitsu is like a giant freaking python wrapping around your body, so annoying, and strangling you to death. Especially with gi, but, but you know, especially with gi, especially with the gi. Like when I used to roll, I used to roll with no gi, like mm-hmm. almost always. And then when I came east coast, and Spencer took me to a place in the Hampton Bays, and we rolled, and I got choked out by a fourteen-year-old, and I was <laughs> fucking on suicide watch for like a week. <laughs> And, uh, but no, dude, I kept getting lapel choked, like right in the first five minutes, Uh lapel choked, which I'm like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. But then you realize like how tact, like, like how like useful that really is Mm -hmm. in real world environment. Mm -hmm. Someone's got a ski jacket on, like they're basically wearing a fucking like choking mechanism. Exactly. Like if you have a, a like any sort of like ski jacket that has any sort of collar, you're fucked. You're fucked. You're so super fucked. You're so fucked. So uh, you know, I saw that that like application was super important. And then, you know, 
you may want to look into Muay Thai as well. Oh, that's my I, that's my shit. Oh, it is. I have a coach. Yeah, that's. Oh, you got a guy. So when I started teaching at Hill Street, I was teaching the boxing. I kind of liked it, but I I wasn't that passionate about it. Then I found Muay Thai, and I said, "Oh, elbows, knees." Oh, so you do the kick kicks? and everything? Oh, yes, baby. That's my love. Mm. I love the Muay in 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 November or December. I leave for three months and I'll go train at Tiger Muay Thai. In, in Thailand. You're going. I'm going. I'm out of here. I already done paid for it. Okay? So what? I'm, I'm out of here. Yeah, Wait, I'm so a, you might even fight over there. I will fight over there. No, they there fight like multiple fights a multiple day. Multiple fights a day. Like, I want to learn the real deal. That's why I'm going to go to Thailand. I could... When I first fell in love with you Thailand... ready for all that? I'm ready for it. You I don't are. know. No, no, I'm not ready. I'm, ready. <laughs> <laughs> I'm lying. I'm lying. I'm lying. I'm lying. But I like to think I'm yeah. ready. And I'm preparing myself. I've been working with my coach, Coach Rick, over at, um, at, at No Limits Boxing, yeah. No Limits uh, MMA. He's a phenomenal coach. He never smiles. Uh, he kind of reminds me of me, but he's a phenomenal coach. He's beginning me ready. And my whole goal is to work with him as much as I can. Yeah. So when I get to when him and, and Hamptons jiu-jitsu and my Brazilian jiu-jitsu guy, so that when I get to Thailand, I can really take full advantage of them teaching me and molding my skill set opposed to me coming there and learning. You're going to come back calloused from that. Beast. Dude, that's those people over there. They'll, they'll, they're beast. They'll chop you down. They chop you down, bro. Yeah, they're, they're built different. They're built strong. Even if you go there and get your ass beat the whole time, mm -hmm. you're going to come back a better man. Better man. <laughs> like, honestly. Honestly. You're going to come back a savage. I'm 100% agreement with you. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I, that's my plan. But, yeah, just, just watching Wisner move and, and watching you move and watching these guys move out here and make a living for yourself. I have a friend. He's a landscaper. He has a multi-million dollar landscaping company. And he told me when he first came here nine years ago, he couldn't speak any English. Really? So when you see something like that, it's like, okay, my man couldn't speak no English. He came from Mexico. He's here in the Hamptons. He's got a multi-million dollar business. He drives a Porsche. His wife drives a Porsche. His daughter drives an Audi. Like, yeah. how come I can't do it? Yeah. Well, you can. I can. How does it make you feel when you see a lot of those kids that are out here that have all the opportunity that don't put it together? I, those kids have done something special for me. I grew up, I'm not going to lie, and my mom and my dad might not be too happy seeing this when they do see it, but I kind of was upset with my parents. Because I felt like for a little bit, I felt like, why y'all didn't do what y'all was supposed to do so I would have a better life? Yeah. You know, why is y'all credits messed up so I can't even get, get, get a loan and I can't come to you to co-sign for a business loan for me? Yeah. Like I had this like animosity towards my parents like, what was y'all doing? Yeah. Because you see all these kids out here, and you're like, man, they parents co-signed. They got the new bins. They got the new, you know what I mean? This kid want to start a business. They dad could sign for the business truck and all the business equipment. My parents can't do none of that for me. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so I was a little upset with them for a little while. But then I look at the kids out here that graduate summa cum laude, that went to five-star colleges, and there was two kids that I used to train. I was their personal trainer back in the day when uh, Studio 89 was open. And their parents made a way for them. One of them went to, I think, uh, University of Columbia, and the other one went to another major college, which you're supposed to do really great if you go to that college. And I said, I'm going to time my success. And this was a right around the time where I had this conversation with my old lady that I'm not going to do a bunch of thousand things. I'm going to focus on the thing that's been making me the most money, which was my personal training. I'm going to focus on that, and that's it. And all the little extras that come out of personal training, merch, you know, yeah. online training, that yeah. kind of stuff, I'll do that. 
So I said, I'm going to watch these kids. I'm going to wait until they graduate. So I'm going to watch them for six years. They'll go to school for four. And then I'm going to watch them two years after they graduate. Both kids who came from good backgrounds, who have excellent parents that are multimillionaires, I'm making more money than both of them. I'm no longer, I'm not mad at my, my parents. I'm glad yeah. that I had those struggles. I'm glad that I didn't grow up with a silver spoon in my mouth because I read a statement that said, hard times make strong men. Good times make weak men. And that's ever so true. Yeah. And I've seen it firsthand. Both of those kids, not one, but two, young, Caucasian, whole world ahead of them are doing nothing. One works at a restaurant and the other one, I, I don't know what the other one does. Yeah. But they're not doing what I'm doing. They're not a six figures by themselves. They're still living with their parents, mooching off their parents. Yeah. And they're adults. They've done with college. But the, the, I think a lot of the reason is when you have a security net, it's you, you, you'll it's comfort. You'll walk on the beam. Yeah. You're like, ah, I can, what if I fall 15 feet? Someone will be there to catch I'll climb, me. I'll climb back up here and I'll do it again. Yep. I mean, yeah, I've, I've, yeah, I've, I've felt resentment towards, you know, not resentment, but just kind of like scratching my head, like where it's like, what are you doing sometimes? Like I know, I know some people that just have the world at their fingertips and they, fingertips. and they just don't do anything with. Still you. can't make no plays. Yeah, they got, they got no, <laughs> and, but yet they think they're so <laughs> fucking next level, and they think they're so evolved, and they think that they, and but they talk about all that shit all the time. Oh, mm-hmm. blah 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 blah, and it's just like it, it, it is. It's pretty corny, but at the end of the day, it's 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 done a lot for me too to see those people because I've. I didn't grow up that way. Like, mm-hmm. you know, my, my old man, he was, he was hard on me to, mm-hmm. to, to make sure that I wasn't going to fuck off because he knew I had a tendency to fuck off, mm-hmm. you know? So um, I think having that and just having those hard lessons definitely made a big, like a, a big impact on my life. And mm-hmm. I've just seen, I've just seen here, it's been, it's been a little bit different, but I have seen kids that have been given things that like have turned it into a gold mine as well, you know? Yeah. And they were given a, cer- a certain, they were raised a certain way. Yeah. I've seen kids that way too. I have a friend and his dad put him on. Yeah. But his dad also had him running businesses when he was 13. Right. Oh, and that's like, you know, that's why not, you know, this is like the Tyler podcast all of a sudden, but <laughs> to use him as an example, cause we do need like a template. Like, he, right, 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 like, right, right. Yeah. But he is like, he's a white privileged kid. Mm-hmm. To the max. To the max. To the max. Mm-hmm. But guess what? Earned every dollar. He he took it and he, like, because he, Dave didn't give him, like, you know, all the, he didn't let him ride Ducatis until, like, a few years ago. Right. He's like, oh, Tyler can't ride Ducatis. Oh, Tyler can't do that. Tyler can't. Right. He was kind of like, you know, Tyler can't. But, like, when it came to, like, him starting a business, he's obviously, like, helped him along the way. But Tyler's really had his own ideas and is now kind of, like, the mentor back to Dave. Back wow. to his father, and he's like, he's like, yo, no, like this is how it's gonna go, and so that's got to make his father very proud. I think it's transitional at the moment. I think, yeah. it's, I think he's very. I mean, but you want think, your kids to surpass your intelligence, hundred percent. Period. Well, yeah, I, I think so. That means you did a good job raising that child. But he's young, like that's what I'm saying. He's mm-hmm. 24, and I think you know, and you know, his father's definitely still, you know, very active thinking person. Right. Right. So you know, I think that they're they're two very alpha people in that in that regard. Yeah, of course. I think there's obviously like a dynamic to probably re, like to to mitigate there, but but he's um, got one job. He's got one, one job only. Who he has to Tyler. He has to outshine his father. He grew up in the footsteps of a man who was very successful. Yeah. His job is to 
this is the thing that I... But I, is it? I, I don't like... This is the thing. All right, so in my opinion, this is my opinion. In my opinion, I would be, if I'm on my deathbed and Jay worked his whole life and my net worth is worth $10 million for my family and my future legacy because what I'm building is an empire, a dynasty. You know what I mean? So if my dynasty is worth $10 million and I've made all of these sacrifices my whole life, the sacrifices, you know the sacrifices we make. Yeah. We go to bed early. We wake up early. Yeah. We leave when the sun is down, and we come home when the sun is down. We're not partying. We're not drinking every single freaking weekend. We barely have good relationships with the women that are in our lives because we're freaking entrepreneurs. All of these sacrifices, if we've made these sacrifices, and I'm worth $10 million, and I bring children up, it is their responsibility when I send them to college or maybe they don't want to go to college. Maybe they just want to go get a consultant and become a businessman and an entrepreneur. It is their job to take my dynasty and take that $10 million and turn it into $20 million. In some way. In all ways. It's like me. they don't even have to be boxers. They don't have to be boxers. They don't have to be. They, in some way. Yeah, I agree with you. In yeah. some way, yeah. they need to take the dynasty and turn it into 20. And then their children need to turn it into 40. And their children need to. This is generational wealth. Yeah. And this is what's not being taught. And I'll make sure that in my will, you're not getting nothing from me unless you are on this path. Period. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think that's I think that's where it's tricky for a lot of people that are out here because they don't want to carry on the person. They don't want to carry on the legacy. Like, let's say the guy, you know, is a a, a hedge fund guy. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, do I want to be a hedge fund guy? No, I want to be a photographer. Right. I want to be a photographer. So how does he make that gap? Like, how does he make that change? Like, he's got to be the best freaking photographer. <laughs> ever. You see what I'm saying? Well, because he's going to be able to buy the best camera. He's going to be able to buy the best camera. Yeah. He's going to have the best resources. Yeah. His father knows the best people. He has to have the hustle. Yeah. They're there. Let me tell you something. What I've realized in the last nine months of my career working with Gymbox is that, yeah, I have a decent business model, a concept. But what's really driving my business and making me successful is the people who connect me to other people. Yeah, 100 percent. Yeah, I've, I find that very often that connections with people. But that's that's community. That's community. You know, and I think people sometimes sleep on that. Like there's a lot of lone wolves. Like I was a little bit lone wolf like when I first started this whole adventure as well. Mm-hmm. And as time's gone on, I've become very communal like with people because I've just seen that it's it's way more conducive for mm-hmm. one. Like if you can – like I, there's so many times I just pass people's info along. I'm just kind of like a liaison of info. Like I'm kind of like this like middle ground of like of, – of information. I'm like a cell. I'm just like passing things right, through. Right, 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 right. And – um, and I've seen that that's like so impactful because, you know, someone's like, Hey, I need someone to work my car. This person, I need someone to work on my computer. This person, it's like, there's always somebody like pass a number along to. And just in that regard, it's like, you can be so much more effective and productive in your own life. If you have those contacts, but if all of a sudden your car breaks, you're like, well, where the fuck do I even take it? Right. Versus having like, you know, a person they call It's like, it gets handled. There's just, those things are very, very important in life. So yeah, definitely acknowledging that is like is is key for me too. Like last nine months, like if, if you were gauging off of that, I would say like the last, even just since COVID, because COVID maybe looked at everything so much different. So much different. There's been people that have been like on this path during this that have been on a different mentality than others, and some people have been like just pure survival mode. Some people have been thrive mode, and some people are just like let's think completely outside the box and do something totally different. Mm-hmm. You know, and it, that's I don't know, dude. I respect that. I want to touch bases on what you just said about <clears throat> how you're like the liaison for 
networking and connecting people to other people. So as I've grown up in the communities that I've grown up in, that's not a thing. What do you mean? Let's say... Oh, people don't want to pass info. They don't want to pass the info. Isn't that the bullshit? They want to keep it shush, shush. Oh, I know. They want to keep it on the low. I didn't want to say anything about that because I was like a whole other tangent, but that... I'm not that way. You're not. If I, I fucking that. knew Joe Rogan, I would pass someone's info off to him right away. Right like, away. This would be a great podcast guest. Right. If I, but I, I'm so different. Like I, in that regard, like I don't mm. maybe I maybe I don't think right in that regard. But no, you do, bro. You you are operating. See, this is the thing. I've been learning about energies and chakras, and I've been on my shit. Right. Excuse I me heard you. Stuff. I heard you. Heard, you know, we went down Gemini Road for a second. Yeah. You know what I mean. I've been on that. So, the thing is, when you're operating. I could put it like this. When you're up high, you see life from a different view. When you're broke and you're poor and you messed up. Oh, that's for sure. You ain't trying to pass no information to nobody. Yeah. You're like holding your cards close. I keep my cards yeah. close. I, gotta, I know him. This is how I'm going to win. I know him. He's my connect. He's, he's my friend. He's my friend. I can't <laughs> give it to this person because then this person's going to get ahead of me. Yeah. And see, that ain't that ain't, that ain't going to work, man. Yeah. Because the, the law of attraction works in a circle. And the law of attraction works with... How much, the word I'm looking for, provide, how much, um, how much, I'm looking for a word. The word I'm looking for is uh, value. How much value can I provide to the next person? Yeah. And then the next person provide that value. And then that value rolls back around to me because I provided the value. Yeah. And the fact that you said that I'm trying to connect people to this, this, and this, guess what the universe is going to do? Yeah. There's going to be another person like Jay that's going to be like, yo, I know this artist. He got some dope art. Yeah. You want to go holler at him. His name is Brett. Yeah. Brett Loving. He's going to hook you up. Right. And then boom, you know, because you pass something to me. Right. I'm going to pass something to you. Totally. All of my wealthy clients that I'm servicing right now, I started Gym Box. I go to their house. I charge about $300 to $400 for an hour. I'm thinking... They only gonna. This is gonna be the only family that's gonna want to do this. <laughs> yeah. It's insane. Yeah. But I have to charge what's what it's worth. Yeah. We have traffic out here. I'm not gonna sit in traffic for an hour and a half. Come see you for a hundred bucks. Right. Then travel back with my gym box, and I'm I made thirty bucks for the hour. Right. I pick up my phone. Phone rings. Hey, I got your I got your information from Sandy. Can you come train me and my eight kids? Sure. Boom. Get another call. Hey, I got your information from Jessica. This is how wealthy people operate. Yeah. They operate from a sense of abundance. Their energy is abundance. Wealth is in abundance. So we pass this information. Yeah. Sure, Jay can go service you. He serviced me. I approve his services. I'm going to give them to my friend. <laughs> yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. But broke people and people who are operating on that negative frequency, that frequency of, um, we can call it... Uh, what can we call it? We can call it scarcity. Right. They're operating from a scarcity place. No, 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 no. I can't. I can't. I can't tell about Jay. He's my trainer. Yeah. I don't want to share him with nobody because then if I give the trainer to Jay, to, to, I give my trainer Jay to somebody else, I won't be able to get my sessions. Yeah. But that's not how wealthy people operate. Right. You know what I mean? And that's not how successful people operate. Yeah. It's and true. you know that's why you operate the way you operate, and that's why you have what you have because you are constantly giving. You have to give in this universe. To, to, to receive it's just the way that it works yeah 
on a like scientific level. Yeah, it is. It is. It's. I mean, it's not even on that hippie shit. It's, it's not, not no hippie shit. It's not. It's not all quartz and crystals. It's not. And, and I and I for years I talked shit about those type of people. Yeah. You know, and now I'm realizing no, it's not no crystal hippie shit. Yeah. It's real shit. Yeah. Uh, I shouldn't be cursing. It's real stuff. Yeah. You know, because I want kids to watch this too. It's real stuff. This stuff of the law of attraction, the art of allowing energy sources, being positive. It's a major key for success. That is how success works. Yeah. You have to, um, for an example, a doctor is always going to make more money than a person who punches buttons at, at the McDonald's counter. Period. Right. Because of recipro- reciprocal altruism. Money is a representation of reciprocal altruism. How much value are you providing the world and the world is going to provide you back and reward you with how much value you give to the world? The person who made a pencil is a multi-billionaire because we all need a freaking pencil. (laughs) That's true. That's true. The person who is a doctor is going to make two to three, eight hundred thousand dollars a year because we need doctors to keep ourselves healthy and alive. The person that works at McDonald's and punches buttons, that person's going to make Thirteen dollars an hour. Yeah, and their job will be obsolete in the next five years. If you already look when you walk into to Taco Bell, you walk in and you you do your own order. Oh, it's all robotic. It's all robotic. Yeah, in Manhattan. Yeah, I'm surprised it's not that way already. They saving money. Yeah, oh for sure. The robotics industry is completely mind boggling. I, the Tesla is not even the car. It's not even about the car. The robotics that build the Tesla are insane. 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 I and mean, provide the, us so much value. It's it's kind of mind-boggling. Mm-hmm. It's it's pretty like I we, we were watching a video on on just like the creation and like the robots that like the big arm they basically have cre- uh uh create like the Tesla team has basically created like this arm that does like everything and it's <laughs> it's it's quite it's quite capable. The car is bullshit compared to the robotics that make the car. To make the car. Yeah. Right. Yeah, so I mean, yeah, dude, I I feel like for forever we can go round and round about just like you know what what wealth is or becomes but i feel like we're both on we're on the same page i feel like we're on this no i feel like we're on this i feel like not even just on the same page mm-hmm. uh i feel like we're both on our path All right, like definitely. as as like you know men in our what are you in your 30s yes i'm in my 30s yeah I'm in those but, golden years where but where just, stuff gets real i'm just saying it's like it's sometimes it's nice to share that like you're on your path because mm-hmm. I remember when I was in my 20s and if you're in your you know 20s and you're trying to figure out what the heck you want to do with your life and it, the real problem is that there's so many opportunities. <clears throat> if you're in America, there really is so many opportunities. So many opportunities. If you're just even here. I love America. Yeah. It, it's it, There is just so much opportunity. Yes, it, the world is fucked and there's a lot yeah, of things that are going yeah, crazy, yeah. but there is like a lot of – I think what happens is there's so much opportunity so it becomes overwhelming. Mm-hmm. And you, it's like where do you even start? But – you know, being on a path now and feeling like, you know, I, I remember when painting with an excavator was just an idea I had. Mm. And I was like, should I do that? Should I, should I, even, mm. should I even do all that? Like, but it's America. Yeah. I was like, well, I should do that. Like, why would I not? It's exactly. January. We're not working. Like, I need to be doing something. I need to be productive. I need to, like, mm-hmm. I need to bring this to fruition. I need to make sure that this happens. I need to not just talk about something or have an idea. Like, I went through a phase where I was just like, I need to implement all my weird ideas mm-hmm. and just try them and go for them. Mm-hmm. And um, I think it's it's interesting now, just like even talking to you now. Like we haven't talked, we haven't sat down and talked probably really ever. Mm-hmm. Like I don't think people ever probably even do this really anyway. Like they mm. just sit down with headphones on and a mic yeah, and start yeah, talking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like just sitting down, like we always just like chit chat in the gym. Hey, what up? Mm-hmm. 
see each other here or there wherever but just like talking to you now it's like we're both kind of like it's like people have anxiety because they're not on their path really right but like it's like we're kind of on our path we like have a direction that we're going and it's up to us to just kind of like keep the ship going straight and and just try to like you know evolve and and implement and just try to execute everything that we know already and and put all the tools at, at, at at play um, cause you, you mentioned that you wanted kids to watch this, you know, yes, and you want yes. them to, you want them to take the message. Um, and so I didn't mean, yeah, like I think that if you are like, like I said, in, in your, your twenties or even your thirties, your forties, you don't got to figure out a certain age. It, it's important to kind of hear other people talk about what they have going on and look, I'm not where I want to be, but I'm glad I, I'm not where I used to be. A hundred percent. Thanks. We probably just even like just. That should be the end of the sentence. <laughs> Anything I have to add to that is not, is not all that. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, I, I also think to add to that, it's even when I think when I get to the place where I think I want to be, mm-hmm. I probably still won't feel the same. No, you won't. So, like, Ambition is a mother effort. Yeah. So what I've been just trying to realize lately is just be present for the process. Like the, mm-hmm. the, the good shit be present for mm-hmm. and also the bad. Mm-hmm. And just be like, wow, feel this shit. Like this is real. This is actually happening to you. You're alive. You know, so I feel so much pain, so much bad in the last was it when I was working at Hill Street, it was it was bad, man. I I didn't you know, I was broke. I didn't have no money. And like those lessons are priceless. Yeah. So priceless. You had a little uh, did I hear a rumor you had a little beef over there? Yo, people say. That there's a beef between me, Avery, Hill Street, and the team at Hill Street. And I don't know if that's their promotion, if they're promoting that, if they're telling people, oh, we don't like Jay or whatever that is. I don't have a beef with them. Right. We already talked about this. Yeah. When you're up high, you see life from a different view. Yeah. You're operating on a different frequency. Totally. So I'm not really like into a beef. I'm not mad at Ave. I'm not mad at Hill Street. I hope they're successful. I hope they continue to be successful. Um, you know, I'm disappointed in myself that I haven't had the cojones to call up my friend who was my friend for over 14 years to tell him I apologize for my behavior. But I'm a man, you know, and I'm young still. So me and him, we're not talking. But that ain't no beef. Because yeah. if something were to happen to that man, he, you know, heaven forbid, he go out and get into a car and something i'd be at his funeral and i'd be broken but isn't even i mean you know what i mean heartbroken even just you and i talking to house uh-huh. headphones even you just saying those words right now does that make you feel like you want to call him on the way home i definitely want to call him <laughs> I, mean, you know, I would definitely call him but you know i'm i gotta stand my grounds because i feel like i deserve an apology first yeah i don't feel like i don't feel like my actions need to apologize first you know what i mean i feel like their actions should apologize to me i was never I never really was accepted there. I don't think they ever really wanted to run my programs there. They were used to selling packages, and I'm used to running programs. There was a lot of turmoil. My my quarrel isn't with Ave at all. My quarrel is with the investor. Yeah. I don't really like him. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to, you know, he does things to me that I don't like. He likes to call gyms. He'll watch my Instagram and see me training at so a who's gym. So who is the apology supposed to go to? Ave? I would apologize to Abe. I, I don't know if I'd apologize now. You know what I mean? I would apologize if they apologized to me first. 
You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. I, I definitely would. You know, because I feel like as a man where I am now and the mental capacity that I have, I think that I did handle that situation the wrong way. A but situation that, occurred. But that's – but Jay. Yeah. You – are hilarious. For some <laughs> you're, you're, you already know that you're like yeah, yeah, calling this motherfucker on the way home. God damn it. Yeah. But dude, like that's the example of exactly what we're talking about though, mm-hmm. of oming up high. Like, cause that's the shit. Mm-hmm. The, Chance sorry may not call you. I, okay. I had a, you know who, uh, one of my friends, we had a big beef, big fallout and I'm, I'm not going to say names or anything mm-hmm. like that. Um, but we had a big fallout and I don't feel I was wrong in, the oh i think i heard about that yeah the situation yeah Yeah, i don't feel like i was wrong uh as far as um my men like the way that i handled it Mm -hmm. um but i felt like i could have been a little bit too like enforceful and a little bit like i i can be be a dick i can be a little bit of a dick but then there were some things that were said that were lies that were not true Mm -hmm. and some gossip around town and it kind of like tried like a little smear campaign yeah that's what's happening to me and i didn't like all that and Mm -hmm. that's like where like when you like say a lie about me and like you'd say that i said something that's not true or tell a one-sided story yeah yeah or whatever And and then just like go like just like throw our friendship in the trash and just dip out dip out yeah i was more hurt i, I was, was like, hurt too bro. i was like dude i feel like i just broke up with a chick facts i feel like we just broke up bro facts like what the <laughs> fuck i'm like you know like that actually real sucks. talk real talk and i dude i swear to god every winter because we were neighbors mm-hmm. every winter i was it didn't snow for the past couple of years mm-hmm. i would wait for it to snow to like just to go to their house and mm-hmm. like shovel their driveway or driveway. some shit yeah, yeah, yeah. like just to be like yo i i want to make the first engagement right to let you know like better like i don't want to walk around with this energy i don't want to be this way i don't like this feeling man like this is not like i and i fucking love the kid dude like i love him like my brother you know so it's like it's it's at some level we he has reached out to me recently Mm -hmm. and we haven't tidied it all up yet Mm -hmm. but um if i could give a one word of of just advice i I would just say just make the first engagement because (sighs) so hard bro but that's the whole example. That's why we're here. We're here to make yeah. the example, to be, right. to be those people. You're right. Like, You're we're already right. doing the other uncomfortable things. What, are we going to draw the line, line in the sand here and be like, oh, well, I want the apology first. Yeah, you know right. what? Does, you know what it doesn't even – it ain't going to even feel better if you it call ain't, him. It ain't going to feel better. You're right. The, the, whole, the whole thing that's going to be, like, uncomfortable is be like just to do it and then you'll be like – it's be like uh, this, like, arrow sticking in you. And then as soon as it's, like, kind of talk, you're like, okay. Even if he, like, bugs out and gets all weird, at least you know where his head's at still. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And But not everyone's going to, like – fly high and like want to be like alleviated of their pain some people like to relish in it mm-hmm. but at least it kind of puts you in like a perspective and like you've at least made attempt like hey i'm not clean from this and i, I want to you know yeah where i'm and, not walking around with that energy yeah but i you know hey like i just you know and he may, he'll probably stay the same mm-hmm. you know so it's like that's my one piece of advice like it, it's i think that I would only say that to you because you're capable. Like you're, I am capable you're capable of that shit of breaking my shit down. You're and beast. You're not beast. You're not beast. And like you are beast. You're mm-hmm. fucking brolic. You are a beast. But you're also mental beast. Like you, mm-hmm. you're capable of that shit. Mm-hmm. You're capable of like yeah, setting the bro, tone. Bro, we were best. We were good friends. You know, he Set. told me he loved me. Yeah, and I told him I loved him. Yeah, and it's rare that when you hear a man tell another man, "Dog, I love you." Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So. I think I was more so hurt that when I was when I quit because I quit, I, I'm not gonna lie, I quit. Yeah. I called up and I said, "Hey, man, I fucking quit. I freaking quit. I'm, 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 uh, you know, I don't like this, this, and that, and whatever it was that was going on." And I think more than anything, I was hurt 
because he was a guy that told me he loved me. And when I said I quit, I was hoping in my heart that he would say, bro, you can't quit on me. I'm your boy. I love you. Like, get yeah. down here. I know you got some type of quarrel with with uh, with so-and-so. I'm going to we going to talk about it. We finna go to dinner yeah. and we're going to resolve this and we're going to get back to getting this money like we was doing before. Right. You know what I mean? I was hoping that that's what he would say to me. Yeah. But he didn't. Instead, he was like I told him, you know, I'll work out the program cuz I was doing this like free program, free challenge, and then at the end of the free challenge, I sign up as many people as I can. Yeah. And I told him, "I'll finish the program for you cuz I want to show you what I'm doing works and I want you to continue to make money." Nah, nah, nah. Pick your shit up out the out the out your locker and leave. Yeah, that's what I was told, and I think that hurt me more than anything from a man who told me he loves me, from a man who I've told I love you, dog. I got your back. You know what I mean? I was thinking that he was gonna be like, bro, what are you talking about? You quitting? What are you talking about? Quit? Yeah. You ain't quitting on me. You're like, I'll poke the tiger. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. You know what I'm saying. You ain't quitting on me. You my yeah. boy. You my right hand man. Yeah. You my you my lead earner. Like yeah. I can't lose you, dog. Get down here. I'm gonna call Wooty Whoop. Yeah. We're gonna go to dinner <laughs> yeah. and we're gonna resolve this problem that you got. And we finna get back to getting this money. Yeah. But he didn't say that. And then when he didn't say that, everybody who was telling me, Jay, he's not in your corner. Jay, he envies you. Jay, he's jealous of you. Yeah. Jay, he doesn't like that you have your program and you're making money and this. He wants to be the. St- all those things started to bubble up inside of me, and I started to think, maybe all those people were right. Maybe he does envy me. Maybe he doesn't, you know, want to see me be super successful. You know what I mean? Maybe he's not dreaming big, and maybe he is dreaming small, and we can't coexist in the same in the same realm because he just pretty much was like, yo, come get your stuff out your locker, and I want you out of the building. And I was like, Damn, okay, well, maybe every... Because people kept telling me this about him and about the gym and about how, you know, there was this lady, she was my um, she was my client, and she owns about five gyms. She doesn't own one, bro. She owns a chain of five gyms, and she's my client. And she would come there, and she said, they don't have it figured out. They don't know what they're doing. Hey, Jay, you, you need a team. You don't have a team. You're working by yourself. You're doing... You're wearing this hat. You're wearing that hat. And unfortunately, you're never going to make it because you don't have a team. And me, being a hustler, I'm thinking, she only telling me that because she wanted me to come work for her down in Miami. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Because she wanted me to come work in Miami. You feel me? She you're wanted me suspicious. to. Yeah, I'm suspicious on her. Like, yeah. I'm like, yo, this is my boy. This is my team. This is yeah, my you family. Don't know. You don't know. This yeah. is my family. What's the box in my garage at Johnny Jerusi's house? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, we go way back. You know what I'm saying? And she was, she was telling me from a business point of view, but because I was coming from a point of view of like, I love my team. I love them. My heart was in love. My, my, it wasn't in business. Yeah. And she was telling me, I see, they don't know your prices. They don't know how much your programs are. When I tried to get personal training with you, I had to call up here 25 times. It just wasn't organized. And she was like, you need to come down. And she was offering me about six figures to come down to Florida, train at her facility, and bring my Ladies Fight Club program to Florida. And I thought, well, because she wants me to bring my Ladies Fight Club program down to Florida... She's trying to gas me. Yeah. And make me believe that I have it so horrible here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So I, okay, sure, sure, sure. Yeah. This is my dog. He ain't doing me like that. Yeah. But then when I make my new deal with the new company that I'm working with, it's not a 50-50 revenue split. And they're doing their part. I walk in the building. Big old TV screen. Untamed boxing program. I walk by. I hear the people at the front desk. 
They selling my program better than I can sell it. Yeah. They reading the script. They selling the program. They signing people up. Bro, I haven't sold a program in over nine months. Wow. The people at the front desk for the company that I'm working with now sell my program. I haven't had to sit down. When I was working over at Hill Street, I was selling my program. I was teaching the classes. I was cleaning the rooms. I was mopping the floor. I was wiping the windows. I was putting the bags out on the floor. I come to this new company that I'm working with now. I walk in the building. My bags are on the floor. And it's all this time. It's all It's all ready for me to go. All I got to do is teach. Yeah, all I got to do is bring my expertise in teaching, and we both make money together. Yeah. And the guy tells me, the head guy, he's like, you know, Jay, you make money, I make money, we both make money. Yeah. I'm happy. You know what I mean? And I'm like, that makes me happy. I look on the email list. I'm on their email list. Every time they send out, they got me in a brochure. I'm in a brochure that goes over to over 30,000 people in the Hamptons. They're marketing me in the brochure. I'm on their Instagram. I'm on their social media. When I was at Hill Street, I wasn't on any of their social media. It was almost like I didn't exist. Well, that's the thing, though. It's like ever since I've known you, you've had owner mentality. Like that's a problem. Yeah, but it's like, but it's so funny because it's like, as a business owner, we want now employees with that same enthusiasm, and Mm -hmm. it's just not an employee. It's not an employee. (laughs) I'm not an employee. (laughs) But it's like, but now you're a business owner. You're like, all right, well, think about it. Think about it like it's yours. Mm -hmm. And it's like you're like. What the fuck? Why doesn't? Why don't people think about it like it's theirs? Like know? it's theirs. It's so tough. That's definitely something that I try to implement in my business. I just had a talk with one of my trainers, Cammy, and I told her I said, you, "Oh, I know Cammy. Cammy, yeah, yeah. I'm, you need to create your own clothing line. I'll push it. Yeah. Put it in Espanol. Yeah. Say Untamed in Espanol, and that's your clothing line, and you'll make revenue off of that. Yeah. Because my goal is to teach my team how to fish. Yeah. I don't want to keep fishing for them. Yeah. And right. I got to feed them every time. What if I die, bro? Mm-hmm. What happens to my legacy? Yeah. I live a fast life. You live a fast life. We can get on that bike one day, fall off the bike, and be paralyzed for life. Then what? Then what? I don't even want to discuss it. Exactly, bro. Yeah. So what, what tools, what people have I put in place to replace me? Right. If that were to, to happen, to carry on my legacy, not not my program, not my money, none of that. I care about my legacy, yeah. my ability to, to teach people how to defend themselves, to teach women how to defend themselves. So they don't have to walk through this world not knowing how to fight. We, in college, in high school, we teach you home ec where you learn how to cook biscuits and brownies and this and that. <laughs> but we don't teach women how to fight. I don't know any of the girls that have passed that class, honestly. you know what I'm saying but how do we go through a society where we don't give women the tools to defend themselves if they are in a hairy situation where they could be raped totally that's that's, that's, that's unacceptable yeah it's who will carry on my legacy so it's so important dude that honestly I mean I should probably be going and joining up at uh at uh Hampton Jiu Jitsu because Just to even practice what I, I do think because I think that man, women, everyone, I think everyone should be – should have a little bit of martial arts background. Facts. Just, just to understand like what it is to be in a room like uh, even just amongst men. Like a lot of men don't know their place. They don't know this. Like you know, this guy – there's a guy that's like 170 pounds. There's a guy that's 135 that will mop you up. Mop you up. And like not even think about it. Mm-hmm. So – and not even have to punch you. Facts. So it's like <laughs> Strangle you all these dudes like out there trying to like pretend that they are somebody and they got something. It's like, you know, people like out here especially, I will say like it's other places too, but it's predominant. It is since being here, there's a lot of just fucking wussy 
motherfuckers. Man. Quite honestly. I, and if you he- are hearing this and you're offended, it's fucking you. It's you, bro. You little bitch. <laughs> you little honestly, beta I, male. I, We're I, talking about you beta males yeah. in the Hamptons. And it's it, it's because they don't know. They can get the shit beat out mm-hmm. of them. And it's like there's – that needs to happen sometime. I think Definitely I agree. think mobile, mobile – uh, <laughs> mobile street, 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 street beef. Mobile street is a classic, <laughs> and we'll start in the Hamptons. <laughs> okay. Oh, dude, there'll be sperries and boat shoots flying everywhere. Definitely. Yeah. So, like, you know, I feel like, uh, you know, I feel like teaching entrepreneurship is my gift, my talent. I have a YouTube channel where I'm teaching people how to start their own gym box. What's your YouTube channel? My YouTube channel is Surreal J. Mm-hmm. The gym box revolution. So, you know, I'm teaching people how to own their own gym the box. The gym box revolution. The gym like box it. revolution, bro. So, I, wait. So, hold on a second. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. So, you got – because it's like it's beautiful disaster, right? Everything that like all this shit goes down, it le- it basically forces you to like do your shit. Yes. Like it, it's not like you – you know, it's, it's like it forces you to like basically get out of your comfort zone and just do the shit that you're supposed to mm-hmm. be doing all along. But not even. You know, it's not like you're supposed to be doing that all along. To like back to your point, like kind of being hung up and like waste all this time. It's not mm-hmm. wasted. It set you up perfect. Everything was beautiful. Facts. It happened Facts. exactly how it was supposed to, and that's why you're here. Um, and now I just lost my whole point where I was going with that whole thing. <laughs> but uh, wait, where was I going with that? Anyway, that's the thing about going live, baby. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just. I, I okay. I know what I was saying. Okay. Um, Everything's kind of landed you to this, like, to this moment and to this time, mm-hmm. of, like, where you are. But it's like you, you really have, like, created something from just, like, an idea. You've, like, you've landed, like, where you are now. And um, you're kind of all-encompassing everything, even more so than just getting your money. Definitely. You've turned it into a mentorship program. You've Definitely. turned it into a lot of different things. And, um I don't know, dude. I'm I'm really inspired by that because Thank you, because you have like you haven't just taken it like one dimensional. A lot of people are really focused on just getting the money, and that's it. And mm-hmm. that's kind of how we started the conversation is like getting the money. But like at, now talking to you, it's like it's not even really about the, it is about the money mm-hmm. because getting the money right is everything. Mm-hmm. But it, there is like a spiritual side to you, and I I guess I am interested in that. I, I guess this was kind of like a side thought. Like mm-hmm. you know, I'm interested in kind of like the hippy dippy shit that you have. Mm-hmm. dove into mm-hmm. of like you know law of attraction all that stuff because mm-hmm. i think there's a, a absolute truth to all of that and like kind of like what we're what we're saying what is some of the stuff that you've kind of like looked into and like what what are you what are you kind of basing your life off of like with energy and attractions and energy and attraction i'm basing my life i'll tell you a story i hope i don't cry like a little biatch but i'm basing my life off of my grandfather my grandfather was a heroin addict for like 15 years he got off of heroin, and uh, and he became a drug counselor. He worked his way from the bottom drug counselor to the very top that you can go in drug counseling. Had his own office and this and that. Unfortunately, my grandfather, a couple of years ago, died from cancer. Okay? Now, my grandfather was a man of not many words. You know what I mean? He didn't really say much. He had that kind of, like, look. And you knew like to like leave that topic alone. You know what I mean? That was my grandfather. But he when he would say things, he would say, you know, words like make haste, you know, make haste slowly. Or like he would say, never teach a pig to fly because you're only going to irritate them and, and pigs don't have wings. He, he was that kind of guy. Yeah. Metaphorically speaking. And when my grandfather died, um, 
fortunately, at that time, I had a sales position. I was working for ProFit Marketing Solutions, and I had the money to go home and, you know, bury my grandfather. I got to see my grandfather on his deathbed. and He had cancer. And he died really quickly. He died within, like, 10 days Jesus. of being in the hospital. Yeah. And I was able to get down there and go see my grandfather, and I was there for the funeral. And my grandfather was a drug counselor. And you know, if you've ever been to AA, I don't know if you've ever been to AA, but those of you who are watching this and have been to AA and who've struggled with addiction, you know that your ultimate goal is to die sober. You have been successful if you die sober. If you didn't hit that bottle, you didn't smoke that crack, you didn't sniff that Coke, and you've been clean the day that you die, congratulations, you won. That's the win. That's the win. Did you did you struggle with addiction? Never. No. I was afraid to use coke. Yeah. I was in the streets in another way, but not in the way of using the product. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, um, my grandfather, when I went to the funeral, my grandfather, my mother, my grandmother is very religious. Oh Jesus, baby, thank you, Lord, thank you, Jesus. Yeah. One of those. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like yeah. anytime something good happens, praise God, thank you, Jesus. Uh. He, he blessed you, baby. You know that's my grandma. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's my grandma. And my grandpa was he was spiritual. Yeah. But he wasn't religious. Yeah. You know what I mean? And they still coexisted in the same household, which I don't know how they did that. Isn't that crazy? It's crazy. You know what I mean? Because my grandma is diehard. She in the front row at the pool pool pit with the with the big old hat on. Oh, and damn. She helping the pastor. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yep, She's yep. very active in the church. And um But he would go? He would not go. He would only go to please my grandma. See, people do it different now. Yeah. People like they're like, You voted for who? Yeah. I'll unfollow you on unfollow Instagram. Him. You know, so my grandfather, uh, when he passed away, he didn't have a traditional. My grandma wanted him to have a traditional funeral where he goes, gets buried in the grave. We all sing church songs and send him home to God. Right. My grandfather had a funeral. Guess where he had his funeral at? Hmm. The AA Lodge. So the AA Lodge, they meet twice or three times a week and they talk about their problems, which helps them get over their addiction. And so I went to those meetings as a child. That's why I've never had drug addiction problems. My grandma made sure that your grandfather's a drug counselor. Your father was a drug addict. Your dad, your grandfather was a drug addict. And to keep you from doing drugs, we're going to make sure that you go to those meetings and you hear those people talk about how drugs ruin their life. And so I think that's why I never did drugs. Yeah. Like I've never sniffed Coke one day in my life. I don't really? even know what it's like. Never. And I wanted to. I, all my friends do it, and I've been around it, and I even had a little money that I made with it, but I, I never did it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I was always afraid of the stories that I heard. Oh, I was, uh, one minute I was the millionaire, and next minute I was sucking dick for some, <laughs> for some crack. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't want to be sucking dick for crack. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like 14 years old. I'm like 13 years old in a, in a drug counseling meeting. I'm like, uh, I don't want to suck dick for crack. Yeah. I'm okay on that. You know <laughs> yeah. what I'm saying? And I'm, I'm sitting there watching my grandpa, and he's like, and how did that make you feel? You know yeah. what I mean? And yeah. I'm like, eh, I'm cool on that. So my grandfather yeah. had his funeral at the AA Lodge. Interesting. And I, I don't get it. I'm like, why didn't you do a traditional funeral? I've been to multiple funerals. Black people, we love to praise God, send our people home to Jesus, and put you in the grave the right way. We all suited and booted. You know what I mean? But a, these people, black funeral is very different than very different. Oh, it's it's a it's an event. It's an event. It's an event. Bro. Yeah, and you better come correct. Yeah, to send your people home. Hundred percent. Okay, so I'm expecting that. I get there and we're in this rinky dink ass building where I watched my grandfather counsel people for drugs and their addictions, and I'm like, why? 
why is the funeral here? I don't get it. You know what I mean? Why didn't my grandfather have a traditional funeral? Yeah. And I asked my grandma at the end of the funeral, I'm like, yo, why Johnny didn't uh, do the funeral, you know, with the church? And she said, well, son, uh, your grandfather wanted to have the funeral uh, in front of all of his people to show his people that he died sober so that they will die sober. And I said, whoa, that's deep. Yeah. Even when he ain't here, even when he's dead, he's still trying to help people. So with that being said, to answer your question, this is what led me on the path to help people. This is what drives me. I want my funeral to be like my grandfather. Yeah. My grandfather's funeral went for four hours. Damn. People kept getting up speaking. I'm sitting there low key. I'm like, I wish this was over by now. Yeah. But more people keep getting up and I'm learning more about my grandfather. They call him. Yeah. Johnny Fox, man. He said, Johnny Fox. Who the hell is Johnny Fox? <laughs> Who is that? Who's this guy? Who's that guy? I don't know that guy. I know grandpa. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I don't know Johnny Fox. You know what I'm saying? And they talking about Johnny Fox, man. He come, uh, he came and got me out this crack house one time, pulled me up by my collar, took me in. And oh, he probably saw all sorts of crazy shit. All kind of stuff. Yeah. I get up, I see kids come up and they, they step up in front of my grandfather and they say, you know, Mr. Johnny, I thank you for helping my dad get off of drugs. He's the best dad ever. And I'm just so happy that he's my dad and he's not doing drugs anymore. And I'm like, wow, man, mm. my dad, my grandfather made a difference in this world. Yeah. Even if he just made a difference for one person, he got one person off of drugs and he got one person to change their life so that that kid can grow up with their father in their home. That's major. So that's what put me on my path to be like, okay, I want a great funeral. It was at least 600 people at my grandfather's funeral. Yeah. I was in the city two years ago. I'm with my shorty. We walking around. We exploring the city. We looking at things in the city. And we're at a church, a really nice church with the big ceilings and all that. And a guy's having a funeral. Five people at his funeral. Ugh. Five, bro. He looked like he was caked up. They had a nice expensive car outside to pull the casket. The casket was the top of the line casket. The church was the top of the line casket. Five people came to your funeral? Five. God, that's depressing. And we're sitting in the pool pit watching his funeral. We don't know the man, but we in the church in Manhattan. <laughs> and I'm thinking to myself, damn, dog, I hope I never have a funeral like this. Yeah. Where people don't care that I was here or I was not. That's heavy. That's heavy. That's so sad. Sad, bro. That's sad as fuck. What'd you do with your life? What really mattered? Yeah. When we go back to what we had spoke about earlier about value, mm -hmm. providing the world value, how a doctor provides the world value, how 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 uh, 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 someone who takes care of your dog provides the world value. These people are important. I want to be those people. When I die, I want it to be a sad day. And I want people to celebrate. And I want 300 cars Talking about the good times that we shared together. Yeah. I don't want five people showing up, my, up, up at my funeral. Yeah. I failed at life at that point. Because at the end of the day, we're all here to coexist with each other. Period. As much as we want to think we're in our own world, we're not really. Yeah. And we couldn't. Think about it. If we lived in a world where it was just me, my girl, and her kids. Yeah. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? We need each Isn't other. Isn't that what's, why it's so bizarre that people just move to Alaska? It's bizarre as fuck. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing, bro? It's like... But even them, they still need, because they got to go into town, and they got to see the person at the grocery store. You know what I'm no, saying? No, no, they don't even got that. They don't? 
That's now, horrible. They got to like buy plane. <laughs> like Alaska, I think pays you right now to move there. Really? I'm pretty sure. Like they, they either give wow. you like a. I'm making shit up, but I think they either give you like a little plot of land, like five acres, or they give you some money to come there. That's crazy. Like, they're like kind of encouraging people to like. Make the fact of the matter is, we need humans to survive. Well, that's what I'm saying. You look at these people up there, and it's like, are they really that happy? They're like, not. But why would you go up there? You know, it's like that's that's like probably what that guy was doing with the five people at his funeral. Yep. You know, it's like. It's so sad. What's even sad about that, though, is that that guy was in Manhattan. He was in Manhattan. Millions and millions of people. Ugh. And all he could get was five people to show up to your funeral isn't and it, honor your life here on Earth. Isn't it crazy how New York is like that, though, a little like bit? That, you can bro. feel so alone in New York. And be around millions of people. If you're if you're going through something fucked up and you're in New York City and you're just kind of doing your thing, you can feel so alone there so alone bro it's so bizarre I just want to live there I'm not gonna lie <laughs> I'm not gonna lie I, I stayed in Hoboken for a little bit I had a girlfriend we had an apartment in Hoboken and um I knew that wasn't the place for me because yeah. I could get sidetracked sidetracked so easily so much going on and so many things and people don't really care about you there but the yeah. moral of the story is when you ask me how did I get on this path why am I so passionate about what I do I want to make a difference in the world. I want to shape and mold the world in my own image, and I want to help as many people as possible. I want to provide as much value as as possible. That's why, like, when people say, come to me, and they talk about, oh, you beefing with Hill Street, this, this, and Bro, Hill Street's not my enemy in no way, shape, form, yeah. or fashion. You know who's my enemy? McDonald's. Yeah. Carl's Jr. Yeah. Tony's Pizza. Who's cooking your food with like a whole quart of oil? Yeah, you feel me? Like yeah, those are oil. yeah, those are my those are my enemies because I'm here out here trying to take care of people's health. Yeah, I'm trying to make sure they make the right health decisions so they can be around for their grandkids and yeah. their great grandkids and maybe even their great grandkids. Hill Street's not my enemy. Gotham is not my enemy. Any other boxing gym out here are not my enemy. In fact, when you're up. Back again to that, when you're up high, you see life from a different view. Your frequencies start operating at a different view, and you start seeing things like not competition, but collaboration. Yeah. Let's collaborate. Right That's now, I have a collaboration with a clothing line, Nancy Rose Performance. I have a collaboration with a major distributor on, on uh, MMA equipment, Century. I have a collaboration with Untamed Boxing, where I'm selling my merch. I have two sets of merch. The one you see right here. This is for my boxing family. This is for the people who are part of my programs. But then you have shirts that only say untamed on it. So the clothes that only say untamed on it, those are for other people in other countries, other states, other places. And untamed can mean anything yeah. to them. Yeah, you know, it sure. can mean you don't like listening to rules. It can mean you're untamed. It can mean anything you <laughs> want it to mean. And right now we're riding the wave of epic and classic and traditional people who did things their way. If you look on the back of my sweater, I got... We got Tyson on the back. Oh, I like that. Okay. Now, this is one of my favorite king pieces. Of, king of doing it his way. King of doing it his way. I mean, that. Then I threw him on a pink sweater. Yeah. Yeah. I threw him on a pink. Why would Tyson go on a pink sweater? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. so raw. He's so vicious. Yeah. We throw him on a pink sweater. You know what I'm saying? And he's so different now. He's so different. He's so humble. He's found the light. He's found the energy that you and I are talking about. Yeah. The chakras crystals he's operating on another frequency there are frequencies in life that mm -hmm. you gotta operate on to, to, to be happy yeah not finance fuck finance f finances happiness yeah you know what i'm saying so then my other label you'll see that there will be things that you see me wearing on my instagram it only says untamed 
Those are for okay, yeah. other people. Right, yeah, I got you. You feel me? Those are for people oh, that's who... That's a pretty smart move, actually. Yeah, I have two brands. I have one brand for my people that work out with me. Yep. And then I have a brand for people who don't work out with me that just want to rep Muhammad Ali, Mike Tyson, Sugar Ray Robinson, Sugar Ray Leonard. You know, and people who stepped outside of the box and were able to do things that other people, like what you do with your art. People who are not afraid to be innovators. Yeah. People who are not afraid to go against the grain. People who are not afraid to... You know, not per se break the rules, but bend the rules. Yeah. You know what I mean? Those type of people. Absolutely. In my next line, I'm going to do women who weren't afraid to break the rules, but bend the rules. Like who? Oh, come on now. You know I got to do... What's the the girl with the... uh, With Betty... Not Betty Boop. uh, What's her name? She got the blonde hair. She was uh, in a movie. She was an actress. Marilyn Monroe. Marilyn Monroe. You think she did it different? Oh, my gosh. She did it so different. She brought sexism to the industry when that wasn't allowed. But you think that was her? Or you think she, that was being pushed by It could by have people? been pushed by other people, What about? but she was the catalyst that pushed it to people. What's that girl's name? Uh, Thug Rose. Thug She's, Rose. Thug Rose Thug is my Rose. next one. I already got her on three hoodies. Oh, you do? Now I'm about to release those. Thug Rose is amazing. Yeah. What a great inspiration. A humble woman, but deadly as yeah. a cobra snake. Totally. But humble yeah. as all get out and filled with nothing but love and compassion. When she's done annihilating her components, you can see the genuine care and hurt in her heart that she may have possibly hurt this person. Mm-hmm. And she's concerned. And she goes over there and, are you okay? Man, the sportsmanship. Yeah, you know? None of that goes on in dude fights. None of it. <laughs> <laughs> they run around the <laughs> ring. Hey, look at me. Hey, yeah, I did it. Yeah. <laughs> like, bro, you should have known. I killed him. I killed him. Yeah. 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 Come on, man. You imagine he's just like, hey, bud. Hey. Hey, bud, you all right, man? Hey. You know what I mean? And when I see these tie fighters. Rubs, it, rubs the small of his back. Come yeah. on, bud. Let's get up. You seen that? You seen that? You know? <laughs> Never. But, the, 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 but the tie fighters, they do that. Oh, do they? Yeah, man. They, they go over to the fighter and they like. They do the sign, and that means that that means that hey man, you had heart. They do the sign, they throw the piece, they show them, and they do this. They hug them, and they say, "Hey man, you had heart," which means I respect the work that you gave me in this ring. Yeah, you know what I mean. That's why I love Muay Thai. I love the whole culture. I love the way that they're so humble and they're there most of the time when these guys are sparring. They're just having fun. Yeah, I gotta you know? introduce you to some dudes in the city, please. Um, this one, this one kid, uh, Chris Luska, he's. He's such a beast. He's a Muay Thai fighter, mm-hmm. um, but I think he'd be really helpful for like your for whatever you're doing. He trains with a really cool group of guys. Actually, one guy he's kind of he's actually got a, a ring in his house. He's a doctor. He's, he's a <laughs> surgeon. He's from from Manhattan, and he's got a ring in his house. Mm-hmm. And uh, they all train and spar in there. But he's just he's like constantly training. He's actually from Africa. Um, Black came, guy. Yeah, dude. He nice. came from. The from thick nothing. Of oh, from nothing. Yeah, he's supposed to fight in Madison Square Garden. I don't know if he did. I mm-hmm. think he may have missed weight. I can't remember what happened. Something mm-hmm. happened. Dude's nicer than hell. He's just a such a great dude, but just such a savage. You see him kick and strike, and just you don't want to fuck with that. You man. don't want to f with you that. No, yeah. So it, it's it's. I, I would like to make the connection to you guys because I think I can see you guys all vibing out big time and just on all walks of, of life, I think. So remind me after this to, I will. to connect to you I those will. guys. Because that's the thing about me. Like I said, I'm a Gemini and I love learning. I like my partner to be able to teach me. Yeah, It's hard for me to date a woman who can't teach me anything. Yeah, It's very hard for me. It's been something that I've acknowledged as I've gotten older. 
What I'm you, not really that attractive to you. If, I'm not attracted to you if you can't teach me anything. What do you think your uh, your current girl teaches you now? Like, what's the biggest lesson? Oh man, I have so I have, I have so many women in my life that teach me different lessons. I'm not even gonna lie. Like, a lesson I'm being teached right now by one of my women is I can't always want the smoke. Wait, what do you mean one of your women? Like, like I'm polyamorous. Oh, okay. I didn't know if we were bringing that up. Yeah, 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 yeah. We I'm, are. I'm, I'm poly. Yeah, we can bring it up. I don't, I don't. I'm not ashamed of my life. It's my oh, yeah, life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's my story. Uh, um, I'm polyamorous. So you're still. That's your life. That's been my life. I'm going to continue to be polyamorous. Yeah. I'm not ashamed of it. I think that most people don't really know what polyamory actually is. Are we? And am I'm, I able to ask like some yeah, intricate go ahead. questions? Ask whatever you do. You have ask. like a main girl, or do you have like? Yeah, I have a main girl. I have a girl that's been by my side for 14 years. Wow. So, you know, she's with the polyamory. The girl I know. The girl you know. The girl that came to the art shows. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, she's my main one. And she allows me to, you know, to to have this type of relationship. And I allow her to have the same. You know, because you know like I know, bro. We can't really give our women everything they need. Because we are working. We are working 12-hour shifts, 14-hour shifts. We're working more than any average man. The average man goes to work. He works eight hours a day. He comes home. He can spend time with his girl. He has two to three days off. Do you have a day off, my sir? Yeah. I don't. Oh, yeah. I don't really have I make sure days. I get a day off. Yeah, I have two days off, but even in those two days off, I'm still working. I know you're still doing shit. Yeah. I know you are. There's yeah, we no still way. Do. We, we oh, still work. Yeah, we still do shit. Bro, we yeah. still work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't. We never take days off. So she's able to have the same type of relationship. I, I want her to. I can't fill all of her needs. I'm yeah. too busy. Yeah. I can't do it. So, I, and it's cool. No. I'm cool. No jealousy. Bro, I've never been jealous. Never. My mama loved me so much as a child that I don't, I don't have those jealousy envy. I don't have jealousy. I don't have envy. It just, it's not bred with me like that. Yeah. My girl can go out and do whatever she wants to do, but she, she knows that if she does, it has to be with a man that treats her the same way that I treat her. Yeah. With the same respect. Can't be anything less than that. You know what I mean? I yeah. won't accept it. And if, if it is, then he's got to go. So is there like ever a time like you come home and she's like, hey, sorry, I'm like on a date or something? We're working on that. We're trying to figure out like schedules where like, you know, maybe she'll put something on a calendar. And, <laughs> and then I know not to come home. Oh, wow. Yeah. You know what I mean? I yeah. know that I got to go find somewhere to be during that time. So how many girls do you see right now? I'm seeing at least three girls. Two okay. girls, three girls. No, it's two girls right now. I'm not going to lie. I'm seeing two girls. And and, a potential uh, third. No, no potentials. Not right now. Not right now. But I am seeing two girls. and Plus uh, the main. No, girl. the main is part of the oh. the two girls. And both of them know about each other. But they, there's no co-mingle. Sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? They, they're cool with each other. Yeah. You know? You know, so uh, I, I'm okay with that. And I think that like, they're okay you, with you that. You ever go all go get dinner together? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we go to dinner together. Oh, that's great. Yeah, we hang out together. We play at the house together. And, you know, we hang out with each other. And, yeah. you know, it's, it's a good thing. And I think polyamory gets the wrong idea because a lot of people are always thinking sex, sex, sex. The fact of the matter is I don't like sex that much. Really? I'm not a sexual person. Just not, bro. Yeah. I work too hard. I need to be in bed at nine thirty every night. Yeah, I don't have time to be making love to you all night long. <laughs> I don't. I don't, bro. Because yeah. what'll happen is if I do that, and then I I have to wake up at three fifty in the morning to go get my stuff together for my career. 
I'm going to be upset. Yeah. I'm not going to have a good day. I'm not going to give my clients the best version of me. I'm going to be tired. I'm going to be cranky. I don't have time for that. Yeah. I just don't. You know what I'm saying? I'm a, I'm a hardcore entrepreneur. So for most people, they're like, oh, well, polyamory is about this, that, and the third. Bro, I don't even like to have sex that much. Really? I'm not a sexual person. I'm an a. What do they call them? A sexual. Asexual. You know what I mean? I have to really be in the mood to want to have sex with you. Hmm. That's just me. Yeah. And that's because every day I'm eating a poop sandwich. So what do you what do you like about do you like the companionship? I like the companionship. I like the companionship. I like the fact that it keeps it fun and spontaneous. Yeah. And I know that I need competition. I'm an athlete. I've always been an athlete. And competition drives me. So if I know my old lady has another guy or another this, I'm never going to slack in the department where I need to slack. She's always going to get her roses, not just for Valentine's Day. She's always going to get, hey, babe, let's go, let's go do our nails and feet together. She's always going to get that. And I think that guys, once they seal the deal, they fall off. Yeah. They fall off. I don't have to take you out. I don't, you know, you, you, you look around and a month later, you only took your girl out one time in the month for dinner. So what if, uh, what if? Uh, the new guys like I gotta step my game up what if he's like let's go get our nails done I gotta step my game up do you guys we gotta compete go... no but, I, but I'm saying like would I no but what if he's like you're like <laughs> let's go get our nails done and she's like oh let me bring so and so I'm cool with that you are I'm cool with that okay yeah I'm cool with that I don't have a problem with that because that would show me that this person is investing actually being respectful being respectful and investing right. in my queen mm-hmm. investing in the woman that means the most to me yeah and if he can show me he's an investor in her I like that yeah he he might be a good person for our fit, but if he's just there and he's reaping all the benefits, but he ain't investing in her, I don't like that. Yeah, that doesn't sit well with take me. her. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So, for me, I'm I've never been jealous. This is not for everyone. Polyamory is not for everyone. Well, I'm sure it's been somewhat of a stumbly road too. Oh, it. definitely. Bro. Yeah, I mean. When you have a problem, you have a problem with one woman. Yeah. When I have a problem, I have a problem with two. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So I, I have to have this conversation with this one, and then I have to com- have the conversation with the other one. You know I what I was, mean? I was, for people that are new to this mm-hmm. uh, conversation or topic, uh, I've got several friends that have relationships like this. And, mm-hmm. um, it's so funny. It's so annoying when they, they complain about... Uh, that their girlfriends being mad, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because every dude that doesn't have like a polyamory, it's like you're like sitting there listening. You're like, dude, shut the fuck up, right? About your three girlfriends being <laughs> mad at you, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's true. Like, and you're like, dude, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. Oh, is, it, is it terrible? It's terrible <laughs> that your girlfriends are mad at you. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's so funny. So you know, I think my overall goal is to keep my women happy, keep them, keep them um, feeling loved, and keep them feeling secure. I can't. Uh, I don't have room for too much error when you're in a polyamorous relationship. You don't. So you're, so you're, I mean, so the original question I asked you is like, what does your girl teach you? And you said that you're getting many lessons across the board. So what do you think? There's so many lessons I can just probably draw from like what your, your, your girl, your, your main girl that, um, that she probably teaches you. Communication. Communication is probably the biggest thing. If you're in a poly relationship and you don't know how to communicate, it's not going to work for you. Yeah. Unfortunately. You you got to know how to communicate. And for us men, we don't really like communicating that much. Women love it. They want to talk about their feelings. They want to they want to they want to put it out there. Yeah. You know what I mean? And we just want to want you to think logical. Yeah. 
Why don't you get this on a logical level? We literally were talking about this today. You were? Yeah. (laughs) We were talking because it was just like, you know, men are so solution-based. Solution-based. Like, what's the solution? What's the solution? What's the solution? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's always what, at least myself, like, I I can't say that all men are like that, but like a lot of men that I know are that way. Well, you're an alpha male. Yeah, and uh, and so it's it's just tough because we are so different from women. Mm -hmm. You know, we... we, We're very different. And that's the highlight. That's the gold in all of it is that we are different. Mm -hmm. And that's what what complements us because it's like, yeah, I've gotten just, as the years have gone on, just I've gained so much knowledge just through experience of happenings of of people in my life. And Mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, communication is obviously huge, but it's just, I mean... Having unconditional love with a person that's not your actual blood, that's, that's, that's something. That's something. You know? And that's that's, something. That's, that to me has been like probably the biggest lesson. See, you understand where I'm coming from. Yeah. You understand. And I don't, we don't, we don't live the, uh, uh, a similar life like that. Mm -hmm. Like we, you know, we're monogamous and we, Mm -hmm. and we, you know, we love each other and that's, Mm -hmm. it's been very fulfilling. And that's to me, like, it's just like, you know. You go through life and, uh, you know, we're all kind of like searching for that person. Unconditional love. Yeah, we are. But it's like, it's almost like we, uh, it's like we're all kind of like searching for somebody to be with with our life, you know, to share our life Mm -hmm. with. And it's so funny because it's like you think you're searching for one thing this whole time. And then meanwhile, you've been searching for the wrong thing, thing. you know. And uh, yeah, so I I don't know. I'm always curious to ask like dudes like, so what's your biggest takeaway like in your relationship? Because like I have a lot of friends that are in relationships that they shouldn't be in Mm. based on an outsider's opinion. I see a lot of dudes that treat their girls like shit. And uh, and vice versa. Girls Mm -hmm. that treat their like people are disrespectful to each other, you know. For real. And uh, and, you know, like I I only know because I've been in in shitty relationships Mm -hmm. as well and, and, and good ones. But um yeah, I just if you can get yourself somebody that's good to you and loves you and 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 does right by you and respects you, ultimately respect is like the, is the key respect thing. Respect is the key. So that's that's why I'm I'm curious about like, you know, your polyamorous life because it's it's so you're you're walking that fine line mm-hmm. of respect mm-hmm. and you have to actually be respectful at your core mm-hmm. to not fuck that up. Exactly. You know, so there are rules to polyamory. People think that like we can just have sex with whoever we want and we can it's not like that. Yeah. Polyamory is love. Yeah. I can love more than one person. I'm sophisticated, I'm educated enough to know how to please more than one person. That's what polyamory is in my my terms. Of You're like, what, "Well, hey, I don't have one employee." Exactly. I have three or four. Because at the end of the day, I can't I, Let me help you make the argument. One employee can't do everything in my business. Right. One employee, one wife. I well, mean, where do I sign up? Jesus Christ. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, but the thing is with me is that I know that for me being a competitive person, I'm always going to need to know that my girl has options. Yeah. If she has options and she can leave me at the drop of a dime for something that's better, then I got to always step up my game. And that's for both of my women. I like, I, I care for both of my women very much so. You know what I mean? And I respect them very much so. And I abide by both of their rules very much so. Yeah. And I don't break those rules. I keep within those rules and they keep within my rules. And we all make it work. And I think, like you said, the most important thing is I want to get to a level of unconditional love for my partners. Where if you did do something that I despised or I didn't like, 
Unfortunately, I didn't like that, but I'm going to have to work through that. Aren't you already at that level? I'm not at that level yet. 14 years. I'm learning it. Oh, with, with her, yes. With my other one, my other one is new. She's only two years in the game. You know what I mean? So she's she's still earning her stripes. But the 14 years... She gets she, a little bit more punishment. Yeah. <laughs> and it, there's a possibility that I could leave. I'm not going to leave. She's, she does everything perfect. Yeah. You know what I mean? I She hasn't done anything to make me want to leave. Yeah. You know what I mean? But the other one, who I've been with for 14 years, she definitely has a lot more leeway than, than, than two years. Because you've been with me for 14 years. You've invested your life. You've gave me your most valuable thing in this world... Which is your, yeah, your youth. And time, yeah. You gave me your youth, man. Yeah. Wow. You believed in me. You you could have went from back. From way early on. From way early on. You could have you could have went back some rich guy out here and left me years ago. Yeah. And been having the life that you want, the kids that you want, the car that you want, the home that you want. She wants kids? Yeah, she definitely wants kids. We're you? working on it. We're working. You want kids? Yeah, I want kids. I want five. I want to. Damn. Yeah, I want to adopt. That's why you need more I want to have women. two. I want to have two and I want to adopt three. Wow. You know what I mean? So. You know, she she gets a little more leeway because she's invested in me when I wasn't me. You think all with the same girl? Um, I don't know about that yet. I haven't came to that conclusion. I haven't got there yet. But I do know the first ones have to be with the with, yeah. with the one that right, has invested yeah. in me. It's only right. You know what I mean? That she gets, you know, she wants to be a mother. And yeah. I want her to be a mother. And I think she's going to be a great mother. Oh, I think, and I think yeah. I'm going to be a great father. I think you know the two of you will be great. Great. You know what I'm saying? But the fact of the matter is I need to make sure that, you know, uh, you know, that I love her unconditionally. And I think that when people get married nowadays, they don't love each other unconditionally Yeah. before they sign that paperwork. Mm-hmm. And so when t- hard times come, well, I want a divorce. Yeah. Bro, we're married. There's no divorce. Yeah. There should be no divorce. Yeah. There should be, we got to work this out. Because if yeah. you once loved me, yeah, you can love me again. Yeah, that was the I had I had failure crisis when I was mm-hmm. when I was married. It was that was part of the that was one of the biggest issues. It's mm-hmm. like no, we are work like that. Don't work it out. Yeah, this is what it is. Mm-hmm. But you know, it's it, it's not plug and play for sure. <laughs> for real, you know, like not everything's <laughs> plug and play because it's it's you know that's I think that's what sticks a lot of people into some bad shit sometimes. Mm-hmm. It's like, but there's like you got to know what's worth it. You know, like certain things are worth it and certain things are not. Like, you know, yeah. it's like it does this person leave their shoes by the door and like you don't like that or does mm. this person, you know, is there other things that are mm. like at play? Yeah, it's like that's like I said, I just if you can find yourself a person, people out there that you love and you do have that person, mm. fucking cherish them because Well, I'll a, tell you one thing. One of my so 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 one of my partners, she is very good at communication and we always talk about our problems and it drives me crazy but that's something i need because when i have another partner when i have my my other partner whom i've been with for all these years and me and her have a problem i'm well equipped Mm -hmm. to come back and communicate with her oh so you're getting tools out of this bro i'm getting so many she's older than me by a lot you know what i mean and so She's, I don't want to say molding me, but molding me. Yeah. You know what I mean? And when I have a situation, like I wasn't always good at communication. I'm a man. Like, uh, if you don't like it, then leave. That was always my line. That was my go-to line. You don't like it, leave. To the girl. To the girl. Yeah. Straight up. You know, I remember Heather? I dated Heather. That was the line I told her. Remember Heather? Heather Reeson, bro. Oh. We dated oh. the same girl. 
Oh, well, I didn't <laughs> okay. Date her. I didn't date her. <laughs> well, you didn't date her, and she was whatever to you. But all right, whatever. Not right, so. even. Oh, Jesus! Why did you remind me? <laughs> sorry, of that? bro. Sorry, sorry, sorry. But with her, I didn't know how to communicate, bro. You dated her for a long time. A long time, like two years. And so, like, when she was in my life and she was ready to leave, I was like, "Cool, leave." You don't want what I'm providing? Dip. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Deuces. You know what I'm saying? Go do you. You want to be with this guy? You he, you feel like he's the one for you? Deuces. You know what I mean? Married with children now. Married with children. She got four or five children by that guy. You know what I'm saying? And she got the, the, the life that she wanted. But the problem was we were a good couple, but I didn't know how to communicate back yeah. then. I was on some shit like, you don't want me, didn't leave. You know what I'm saying? And that's how most men are. You know what I mean? But then you think about it and you're like, well, what could I have done different to make this better? And so it's so weird because the same thing happened with the woman that I've been with for four, 14 years. She wanted to leave me too for the same particular reason and opposed to me saying, well, you don't like it, leave. I learned from that lesson and I said, oh, it ain't them, it's me. I'm the one. Mm-hmm. I'm the one with the problem. I'm the one. Always. That's, always. <laughs> it's never not. It, it, I thought it was I thought it was them. Yeah. I'm like, what you talking about? I'm providing for you. We going out to eat. We doing this. We doing that. I'm, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We got a little business together. We, we good. What yeah. you talking about? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's not my fault. If you ain't happy, it's your fault. Yeah. You know what I mean? But then. You know where the door is. You know where the door is. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But then when my other girl said that it was so weird, they were in the same spot. They were in my house. I was living with Johnny Jerusi. I had a uh, my bathroom. And my other girl was ready to leave me. And she said the same stuff to me. It was like line for line. She was like, where are we going with this? What are you trying to do? What are, what are we doing? We've been together all this time. What's going on? And the first time, my response was, well, you don't like it, then leave. You know what I'm saying? I'm doing the best that I can do as a man. And I'm an alpha male, so alpha males pretend, you know, we, we be that way. You know what I mean? And what's her name? Walked out the door. And whenever before she walked out the door, she said, you're not going to stop me? And I'm like, nope. Damn. You want to leave? Then leave. You know what I'm saying? And the second time came around. So now you don't say that. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. No, I don't want to lose my girl. She's been my girl for 14 years. Yeah. I don't want to lose her. It's the last thing you said. It's the last thing. You know? And so, oh, baby, 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 baby. Yeah, wait. No, 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 that's you know what I'm saying? Though. You know what I mean? That's because how it goes. if you're smart, yeah, that's how it goes. If you're dumb, you continue to keep, keep making doing the same it. mistake, you're same pattern. You said the same pattern, and then you you're alone. Stamp. Yeah, Stamp. you're alone by yourself, and you're figuring out, well, why don't I have a beautiful girl by my side as I build an empire? Yeah. Well, because you're a moron. That's <laughs> you don't learn from your mistakes. You know what I'm saying? It took yeah, me one time, yeah, to see that, and I was sitting there. I was at my desk and I was working, and I'm like, ooh, this is this. This, this is, is deja, this is deja vu. vu. Holy hell. Over and over again. Yeah. I'm like, uh, no, don't make that same mistake. Yeah. You don't let her you're walk just out the door. Mutter it and you're like, uh, yep. yeah. Yeah, man. You know, and I think that it's very important that, you know, you learn how to love your woman unconditionally. Um, I do believe men can w- love a woman unconditionally, but I don't believe that women can love a man the way that we want to be loved. I don't believe that. I think that a woman can only love a man as uh, uh, the the way a man wants to be loved, the only way sh- she can love that man is if it's her if it's her son. You know what I mean? Because think about it: a woman will call you up one minute she's in love with you, full blown in love, and then the next minute she'll pick up the phone and say, "I'm not in love with you anymore." 
how is that possible? Mm-hmm. For us as males, males, we can't think that that's even possible. Like, what do you mean? You said you love me. What do you, now you're not in love with me? Yeah. How does that work? You know what I mean? How yeah. do you not in love with me anymore? You loved me a month ago, but now you're not in love with me? Oh, but I got love for you. What does that mean? Well, I think that I, I think that a lot of time women will they're very crass to to say that and think that, mm-hmm. but then as time goes on, they're like, oh, right, the fuck did I do? Right, ugh, yeah, ugh, and then they're eating ice cream, and then they're <laughs> yeah. mad because they're breaking out because they ate ice cream, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and I were uh, everything, you and know. So I think that it's you know. But it is. It's because the the old like you know fable is is that you know women can turn off like a light switch. They and, can't. That's true. And they they can. I agree, bro. Because like I've, I've never it. done that to an old shit. Me I, I, I've never been like, the f- I'm out. Right. And never and ghost. Right. Ghost ghost. I can't like, do it. There's, there's no way. I'm kind of like. Eh. <laughs> I don't care if she sees that I watch the story. I, yep. Yeah. I don't give a fuck. No shame. Yeah. You know. So it's like that shit's real. Like if you, it's it, so real. Dude. Like honestly. Like when. Uh, you, I don't even care. I'll, I'll even tell you. Like, when Angel and I first met, like we kind of like we kind of like both kind of came in hot and heavy, and like, uh-huh, I was uh-huh. just, I came in on so strong. I was like, I don't uh-huh. give a fuck. I found a unicorn. I'm fucking putting Boom. a saddle on this thing. And I'm yep. riding to the moon. Boom. So I I came in, in so hot and heavy, and so she was kind of like, Yo, what the fuck? Like what the hell? Like, <laughs> I don't know about all that. Like you're saying yeah, yeah. way too much. Like you're being way too over the top. Way I'm too like, over the top. And I'm like, Nah, no, I'm not. Like I, I, this is like this is yeah. how you act. Like when you finally see someone that you like really like, mm-hmm. and um. But she just kind of was just like, no, like we no. can't do this, and like right. she, it, it, she was kind of like, she off. was responsible. She was kind of like off. She was like, and I was like, yo, what the fuck? And then right. like, I was just like, man, I'm not gonna watch her stories. <laughs> yeah. It was so hard, <laughs> so hard, dude. I lasted like four days, bro. Four I days, and finally, I was just like, I was like, I saw it pop up, and I was just like, fuck it, like let her see. Yeah, I saw yeah, the story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let her see. But dude, that's like our new dynamic of language. For like, real? Who? Oh, this person didn't answer. Story. This person didn't answer my, my phone text. call, but they she watched, watched my, my story. story. Yep. Like, dude, all this shit. Like, what the fuck? Read my message, dude. I'm... Left me on scene, Ugh. dude. I've been exactly where you are. I was involved with this girl and. She kind of like snatched me up, and I was like involved and so like enthralled. And I'm like, "Why are you watching my stories? But you don't like me no more. You don't want to yeah. fuck with me no more. But you watch my stories, and it's it's so weird. You're right. I think that men. This is my opinion only, but I think men attach more difficult. It takes us more time to attach, and it takes us more time to unattach. Detach. Yeah. detach. And I think that women. Can attach quickly, yeah. But they can attach, they can deattach just as quick, yeah. Because I've been with girls that like I'm thinking everything is amazing, and the next thing she knows, she's like, uh, "This is not gonna work. I'm sorry, I found somebody else." Or, um, and you're like, "Wait, what? You what? found somebody else? We, we were just rocking. It was just good a week ago. Uh, it was just with your family, and yeah, the- and it was all good. Uh, we was just having the best sex of a lifetime. Yeah, this morning, this morning, and now you're done. And I, I, I and there's I, someone else. There's someone else. Oh. You found another guy, or, well, or or you don't see me in your future, so you're gonna move on and, and, and do something different. So, like, I definitely think that women, they're built that way. They're only built to really it's like love evolutionary. Evolutionary. Their goal is to protect their offspring Mm -hmm. if you were to put if you two were to have a child together and someone came into your house to rob you and there was a gun drawn on you and your child she would jump in front of the bullet of her child not you am i lying i'm lying (laughs) you would jump in the bullet for him over your child we both would be jumping in front of but you don't have the both option 
<laughs> you don't have the both options. It's you. Take the child. It's, 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 it's <laughs> no. It's 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 the child or Brett. Who's it gonna be? Okay, well, you're different. Damn. I'll give you that. You're different. But most women are going to jump in front of that bullet of their child. Yeah. It's their offspring. They gave birth to that that kid. Especially, this, especially most uh, relationships out here, Hampton relationships. Facts. Hampton like, or a ghetto relationship, whatever yeah. relationship. The child, the woman's main goal, scientifically, scientifically, not what we think, what we will do, scientifically, is to take care of their offspring, make sure their offspring can give more offspring. That must have been a weird test. It's a, it's a weird test. <laughs> and I don't, I, don't knock, I don't knock the woman for that. That's what she's supposed well, to do. Well, yeah, no, 100%. I mean, that's, she's supposed if, to if take you, care of her if, offspring. If you go in the wild in Montana. Facts. And you see a grizzly bear mm-hmm. and her cubs. Mm-hmm. You're What's in, she going to do? What's that grizzly bear going to do? Oh, you're in big trouble. You're in big trouble. Even if you're not doing nothing. Even if you're not doing You're nothing. just there. You're just there and you're, you're just a... Walking, enjoying the woods. That's why they call him Mama Bear. Yeah, beware you're, of the Mama Bear. You're in big. You're in big trouble. trouble. That's so, her. That's her offspring. That's yeah. her generation. That's her. What we called earlier dynasty. Mm-hmm. That's what's going to carry on the last name. Yeah, forever. It's important. Yeah, it's definitely crazy. I mean, the motherly instincts are definitely. There's definitely something that to that. Like there's like in, in a magical sense. Like, in a magical sense. Like moms kind of know some weird shit. Like I, remember, I love moms. Yeah, same. They're the best. Like I, when I first moved uh, away, mm-hmm. uh, my mom we she'd call me all the time. Mm-hmm. And then as time went on, like we kind of not grown apart, but we've we just don't talk as much as, as we used to. Mm-hmm. And uh, but it's funny. Like when I'll have something kind of like just going off. Like mm-hmm. I, I always have shit going off. Like mm-hmm. there's just oh there's kind of constant chaos, but. Of course. When there's, like, actual, like, meaningful chaos. It's like, she kind of calls. Mm-hmm. And I'm like... Out of nowhere. How did you the know? the fuck is that? How did you know? She's like, oh, I was just thinking about you. wondering mm-hmm. what was going on. I'm like, oh, okay. It's weird. And it's like, it's it's, it's, it's almost like she's, like, uh, part of the same program. Bro, that, we you know, shared e- emails a tube. You. We shared a tube from her to me. Yeah. To you, to her. So weird. She knows. She can feel it. Weird. She can feel when your heart's broken. When a woman, visual. I'm too visual for that. Sometimes. I know, me too, me too. But I'm when a woman that. breaks our heart, our mom can feel it. Barely even share a straw now, huh? So her and I barely even share a straw now. Yeah, you gotta fix that, bro. Because if she, <laughs> pa- if she passes away, you're gonna regret that. No, it's not like that. I'm oh, just okay, kidding. cool. She's uh, more like germ freak. Okay, she's cool. like, oh, don't, don't touch my glass. She's yeah. a Virgo, yeah. Yeah, she's a Virgo. Yeah. yeah. So knowing her sign definitely helps a lot. Oh, I've been getting into all the fucking things. I uh, have two, bro. Angels, but, I mean, I'm not into them, but I'm like, I hear and I listen and, you know, it's, and it's definitely interesting. Like, you know, she's, Angel's very interested in like, you know, and all the signs and she knows all about mm-hmm. them and mm-hmm. doing readings and birth charts and. I thought and it was now, bullshit. Birth charts. Readings, that shit all seems very that shit bizarre. That spot on, bro. I can't even lie. What's your moon sign? My moon sign is, um, I think I'm an Aries. So my moon sign is Aries. So my rising is Aries, but I'm a Gemini. So, yeah, I've been, I've been studying. I, I, I thought it was bullshit, BS. It's not BS. Well, we, we actually just met this guy up in Massachusetts who mm-hmm. he had created a software that basically they compiled all of the information from all the top uh, astrologists from around the world. Mm-hmm. And... They basically what they did is they they would take all their information. So like when you Google Pisces and Capricorn, right? Uh, compatibility, compatibility, right, 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 right. It comes from somewhere. 
Definitely. And, it, and so what they what he had designed was basically that that software that basically compiles all that information and mm-hmm. then kind of gives like the the consent like basically it just like gives you like the brief outline of whatever mm-hmm. you are mm-hmm. and and then also all the different things and the daily readings and the, all this the stuff i love that and it was fascinating to talk to him he actually gave me this um this brainwave scan like headband mobile device i wish i actually had it in here mm-hmm. um that you wear and it kind of like reads like your like your flow state it reads your your brain waves and mm. basically tries to kind of get you into like where you can like operate in alpha if you want to like operate in alpha or beta or theta or like whatever like the different like brave wavelengths that you want to operate in it can actually read what you're doing and then you can kind of meditate with this thing on and you can kind of start to get like a sense of like what your your activity is in your brain Mm -hmm. really bizarre the reason i bring it up um obviously because he was telling us that he created that software and now he's creating this other software Mm -hmm. but he had me do this meditation with the thing on for like five minutes um and basically what happens like when you actually get to like a i think when you get into alpha flow state mm-hmm. it kind of like it senses it and it does like a little bird noise oh that's dope. And it's like, and it's, but it's like it's playing rain sound so it's like mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden it's like mm-hmm. if you get to alpha flow state so you do a five minute thing and so i'm like listening to the rain all of a sudden he's like all right now try to get to meditative state and all of a sudden it's like it just starts going off and like doing this bird like for like a while and mm-hmm. it's just, he's like all right don't get too excited Sick. and so then like and he's like all right now think of you know like get your brain all crazy and think of something totally wild and different and so i was mm-hmm. like okay so i i'm in my head i'm just visualizing i'm in a f-16 and i'm at like ten thousand feet Sick. and i just throw the yoke forward just aiming down at the ground mm-hmm. and i'm meditating this and all of a sudden it's like Sick. it's reading your brain waves like real Sick. time like on your phone i love this shit so um anyway i was because i for me i feel like i get to flow state fairly not Easy. easily but like i'm used to it like mm-hmm. i do a lot of different activities mm-hmm. that get me into flow state probably same for mm-hmm. you with boxing boxing you get, definitely you start moving flow yep. that's flow mm-hmm. and so um a lot of this stuff what i'm like realizing like within like the it, what you're doing is you're basically creating like new receptors in your brain by understanding some of these different things about yourself mm-hmm. so like it's almost kind of like you're looking at yourself in like fifth person because you're reading this information that is very aligning like right so it's like off google so like take it for face value it's like a, for me like whenever i read something off google i'm like already suspicious Facts. like i'm like <laughs> you let me go it? fact check that yeah so yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. We're, and now we're doing like our birth yeah. charts and everything off google mm-hmm. but i guess where i'm going with that is it's like it became really interesting because it's like psychologically you're reading these things about yourself and you're trying to be like we're like we're in this age of like trying to understand ourselves so much that like we're like we're, we're a lot of us are forgetting about the rest of the existence True. of the universe that's like we're so fixated on uh what am i why am i upset why am i so True. sad why am i yada 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 but at the end of the day like i think that there's like real legs to this thing of like studying the brain meditating um doing birth charts mm-hmm. i i think you can't you can't go wrong it never says you are aggressive <laughs> and you drive a lifted truck and you run people down and you you know you smoke cigarettes three days a week and that's you are, if you're born on December thirteenth right. you're that guy you're that guy it never it, says no, any shit like that it gives you so, the positive so like when you talk to like maybe older generation they're kind of like oh she a fucking you know listening to the or, you know do it she read your birth chart or the, you know all these girls it's like we make fun of them for like oh it's when's your birthday like mm-hmm. well guess what that girl actually likes you. 
if she actually is asking about your moon sign, she actually, first of all, likes you. She might, yeah. She, she actually might, cares yeah. enough. Cares, about, that's cares enough first, to know your birth that's, sign. That's the first sign. Thanks. So, you know, I but I found it, like, fascinating. I, I said, this is the long way of me going around and asking you, like, do you meditate at all? Actually, like, do you actually like, ever sit there and close your eyes? Oh, yes. Or do you ever find yourself meditating, doing other things? My meditation is in the shower. So I've tried meditation. Um, I try sitting in a quiet room yeah. and, you know, holding my hands and crossing my feet and because I want to be more a spiritual being than anything because mm-hmm. I've seen the benefits of being spiritually happy. You know what I mean? For a long time in my life, I have not been happy. I've been disappointed in myself. I've been... Are you uh, happy now? Oh, I'm definitely happy. This is... Bro, How long have you been happy for? I've been think? happy, I want to say eight months. This last eight months has been... The most happiest time of my life. It's actually so funny. I'm on the same thing. You're on the same thing? But you, I hate to even admit it. It's that mm-hmm. recent. That, I know. I hate to admit it too. Because it's like. I'm 30 something years I old and happy. I haven't found happiness. I am happy. <laughs> like I wake up and I am happy. Like I'm, mm-hmm. not, I'm not like. I don't get out of bed and like. Ah, ah, fuck my life. Kick the cat. Right. No, none of that. <laughs> kick the cat. But like, you know, I, I, there's definitely like, I just don't like, it's like nothing really felt like it's like I yeah I've done things but nothing mm-hmm. f- quite fulfilling Filling. yeah and nothing really is like tips it you know and like even like meeting like people I've looked up to my whole life and doesn't make me it's, happy and it's like it, it it almost made me sadder honestly that Facts. meeting Travis and like them I was just like <sighs> God Facts. these guys are fucking such savages dude mm-hmm. like I'm yeah, really yeah, 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 I'm yeah. really like I'm here yeah, yeah but like these dudes are real savages mm-hmm. yeah it's Travis especially like mm-hmm. and there's a, that. If people want proof of alien life, him. him. Like, I know he doesn't think he's like that special, but he is. He's special. He's a yeah. fucking he's legend. I he's a probably legend. talked about him every fucking podcast yeah. at this point. But yeah, it's like you know, it's probably fairly recent for me because I yeah, same thing. I had years of just kind of like struggle and just struggle. like within myself, and then I had other people in it with me, and you know, and kind of just like wallowing around in it, and it's like all the while trying to be successful, <sighs> you know, and it's just like it's. How did I ever think that I would be successful with that mentality? Mm, yeah, that's what I'm thinking that's nowadays. That's the dumbest shit. That's the dumbest shit ever. It's so dumb. And I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, I've got my own company. Yeah, I'm an art. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, no, I'm not even happy. Miserable, miserable. Fuck. On the surface, you think I'm happy. Yeah, but deep down inside, I'm dealing with demons. Yeah, and so I, I don't know. I, I share that because I think it's important for people to hear. Like a lot of people do know me as like being like happy i've never guy. ran into you not happy yeah and i am happy mm-hmm. like i'm not like i'm not totally bummed mm-hmm. but like that could be better yeah. you know and i don't know if like it's, does that make me bad for feeling that way i got but no it doesn't because i feel like i talked to so many people that you think they have everything mm-hmm. and they feel the same exact way mm-hmm. and i hate to even attribute it a little bit but a lot of my happiness does come through like Obviously, myself and like the the tribulations that I've like I've seen through to through the, to the other side. Mm-hmm. But fuck, man! If you have a good relationship, it makes so much. More. It's it makes the world so much more better. I heard this guy on the on a podcast the other day talking. And he's just like, yo, like my oh, it was a, uh, it was on Joe Rogan, of course, but it mm-hmm. was with um mm-hmm. Russell Peters. He's mm-hmm. like, yo, that girl saved my life. Facts, and I I feel the same way because like I feel the same way. Yeah, like I honestly. <clears throat> the power of a good woman in your life is fucking everything. The power of a because, because here's the thing because we're or a person a, a, a person a good partner a partner because the, the thing the thing is we are entrepreneurs we're cut from a different cloth we're not like everybody else you know what I mean 
for an example, I don't like my old lady to ask me how my day was. Yeah. I'm eating shit, sam- crap sandwiches probably 90% of my day. Yeah. I don't want you to ask me how my day is when I come home. If I tell you how my day is, it means it was a good day. <laughs> yeah. I made two, $3,000 and yeah. everything's okay and everybody's paid and the business is going up. Yeah. If I don't come home and I'm not talking about my day, please don't ask me about my day. It takes a certain caliber of woman to date an entrepreneur. These women are unicorns, as you said earlier. A regular woman can't date an entrepreneur. Yeah. It's not in their DNA. Yeah. They need attention. They need time. They need affection. Yeah. They need all these things that entrepreneurs really can't give you all the time. Yeah, it's true. Because we are building an empire. Yeah. That we hopefully can share with you one day. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so, like you said, when you have a partner in your corner, like my partner, she don't ask me how my day is when I come home. She asked me, you want something to eat? You want something to eat? Are you hungry, baby? Yeah. Can I feed you? Sure, baby, feed me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That means the world. Mm-hmm. Don't ask me how my day is if I ain't talk about it. That means today your man didn't eat a soup crap sandwich. He didn't eat a uh, he didn't eat a salami crap sandwich, and I didn't eat a I didn't eat a nacho chili fries shit sandwich <laughs> all day. And that's what it is. You know? Oh. Am I lying? Oh, I already know. Our days are few, far, and in between of of victories. Yeah. Where there are more losses than victories. And that's the entrepreneur life. Oh, yeah. So when you say we have a partner, when you have a partner that's willing to back you and say, you know what? Don't worry, daddy. I'm going to be here even if you broke. Oh, daddy-o. Even, even, if, even if I got to give you some of my money from my job to help see your dreams come become <laughs> yeah, a reality. I know. I'm always like, please. Most girls ain't like that. And I'm going to tell you, <laughs> what most girls want, they want us when we're the finished product. Yeah. Yeah. When we're already successful. I swear to God, that was like a big thing in my head that I was, mm-hmm. when I was thinking about, like, uh, when I was single, I was like, you know what is probably going to happen? When I'm already successful. When I'm already successful, I'm going to meet the girl. Then I can't really trust and, her. And then I'm going to I'm going to resent the fuck I'm going to resent her. that. I'm going to resent her. Yeah. I'm like this. I'll never find somebody. I'll never find anybody. Yeah. I literally thought that. I posted that on my Instagram like four years ago. I think I said something along the lines of my worst fear is that I will die alone because I will find someone who only wants me after I've been successful. Yeah. And at that time, I wasn't with my girl. We had broke up at that time. Yeah. We weren't together. She was dating somebody else. I was dating other women. I think I was with Heather at that time. And uh, I was saying that that's my worst fear. I feel like when I finally get successful, because I'm never going to quit chasing success, Yeah, I'm a man. And men, here's something that I want men to listen to who are listening to this podcast right now. You are a man, and you are between the ages of 18 and 38 years old. You should not be worried about women. You should worry about gathering resources and building your empire for the next generation that comes under you. But what if, you know, you're, you know, you, by the time they're, they're 38 and they're out of shape and bald? They and... won't be out of shape. Okay, good. Think about that, bro. When you... I'm just trying to be devil's advocate. I understand. I, I love, I play devil's advocate all the time. I, <laughs> for I that 37-year-old that's out there listening yeah, to this yeah. right yeah. now. I have, a, I have a girl, <laughs> she's really smart. <laughs> she's really smart. And I always try to play devil's advocate with her because yeah. I love her intelligence and I love how to pick her brain. But at the end of the day, if you are like us, you're always going to be obsessed with learning, growing, and educating yourself. That is just the basis of a successful entrepreneur. Yeah. You will never be a successful entrepreneur if you're not learning, growing, and educating yourself. Yeah, that's true. The essence of life is growth for any entrepreneur. 
or you just forget about being an entrepreneur. Go get yep. a job, get your security check every single month, and be okay with that. Mm-hmm. Okay, so most men are going to continue to grow. Most men who are successful are in shape. Look at you. You're in shape. You don't work out all a lot, but you're still How do you in, know? You're good enough shape. I don't know. I don't know if you work out a lot. Yeah, you, you know. said you said you, you know didn't. Me. You said you said you, you know didn't. Me. You said you haven't worked out in a while. Earlier in the interview, he does. Okay, good. So you're working out. So you're working on your fitness. Good. And so most train most people who are striving for success are working on their fitness oh, because yeah. they know that with fitness, the results that come from fitness are more yeah. than just physical. Yeah. It's true. They understand that. Yeah. They understand that this is mental game. I used to literally think – I know there's people out there that think this is the same thing. Mm-hmm. I used to literally think – I'd be like, you know what? Being like not in shape, being kind of fat keeps me humble. <laughs> I used to say that. I'd be like, oh, that shit keeps me humble. That was an excuse for selling yourself. I'm like, you guys, you, you guys get me with an eight pack? <laughs> be the biggest douchebag you ever met. Uh-huh. You know? Uh-huh. But I do think that there was some truth like truth to that. Like, mm-hmm. like literally, like, the, like it did keep me humble because it's like <laughs> – you're like, yeah, I was about to be the guy at the boat that looked like I owned the boat. Right. You don't want to be that guy. <laughs> you don't want to be that like, guy. Like, oh, I got the shirt on. I'm like, hey, come on. Get in the come hot on, tub. Babe. You're like, yeah. Like, Who wants get... to come on my boat? Yeah. Like, why do you want to get in the hot tub with your, your shirt on? Like, yeah, 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 yeah. You're like, no. Yeah. It, I like, knew this guy who had a boat. But he never used to be able to get girls on his boat. That's, He's always hit me up. Every guy with a boat. Every guy with a boat. Every fucking AJ, guy with a boat. Can you bring some girls on the boat? Dude, how many can times have I heard that boat? fucking thing? Like, bro, how come you can't get no... Because you're fat and you're overweight. Yeah. That's why. But he's got the boat. Work, but he got the boat. He got the money. Balance of life, baby. Balance. No, it's all about the Facts, thing that we haven't bro. talked about. We're talking about being entrepreneurs. But, but we haven't talked about the balance. Big old balance. Let's talk dance. about the balance. Yeah. Let's talk about the balance right now. So now in my life, at the age that I am, I'm learning balance. I have this girl, her name is Danielle Franz. And she said one of the most important things that changed my life. She said, Jay, as long as I've known you, you've never spent any money on yourself. Because I was talking to her, I was like, yo, you think you could reach out? Because she's a really big uh, social media marketer. She's got contracts with like Jeep and Mercedes Benz and she runs her social media. And I'm like, and I'm talking to her and she's like a, you know, she's a, she's a, she's a companion and she loves me like a brother. And so she tells me, you know, Jay, since I've known you, you've never spent no money on yourself. You always spend money on your business. You always spend money on this for the business to grow and this and that. But your happiness is an investment too. And you need to learn how to take your life and use it like an apple pie. Divide it up. This is my happiness. This is my business. This is my love life. And so I took her advice and I said, okay, well, what are my five pillars of life? Health, wealth, love, happiness, and spirituality. And so now I divide my life in these five in these five pieces of pie. And I try to dedicate some type of effort. I'm not going to give every single effort. I'm not the most brilliant person in the world that got it all figured out. But I try to put a little bit in health. I try to put a little bit in wealth. I try to put a little bit in, 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 um, in, in, in health, wealth, love, uh, and spirituality. And I try to invest a little bit. And with that, she taught me that it's okay. So for now, right now, I bought myself a 2022 Indian Chief Dark Horse for my birthday. What's that? That's a, it's a motorcycle. Did it's, a you? White, it's a white boy motorcycle. Too. <laughs> <laughs> it ain't no chickster. You know, I used to have the Ducatis. Well, that's what I was wondering. Yeah, I, was like, I used to have like, the Ducati. Yeah, I, I rode the Ducati for many years. Wait, until so like, you bought an Indian? I bought an Indian. Wait, what does it, it look like? It, it looks like a bobber. Oh, okay. It's a white boy bike. You know what I mean? When did you get this? One of them. When did you get it? I just bought it just now for my birthday. So I'll have it in about six weeks. No. Yeah, man, for my birthday. 
2022. It ain't even out yet. 2022 Indian Scout Bobber. And I oh, bought it. Indian Scout. Indian Scout Bobber. Yeah. So I, I, I told myself, she's right. I've never invested in my, what would make me happy. I've only said, okay, every dollar's got to go back into the business. And if it doesn't go back in the business, then I got to spend it on my girlfriend. Yeah. And if it doesn't, I got to spend it on my other girlfriend. And if it doesn't, then that, then I got to spend it on growing the business and put the money back in. But then what about my happiness? All right, guys, we had a little technical difficulty. And uh, with the last part that we were off, left off, uh, I think we were talking about the Jeep. Um, I want to switch gears. So I think we went on for a couple of minutes about um, crypto. Crypto. If you're a, uh, a young person, you got 500 bucks. Um, where do you stick it? What do you do? How do you get a crypto wallet? Damn it, we already talked about all this. Okay, so <laughs> if you want to go as uh, simple and easy as possible, you would use Coinbase or you would use a, a platform called Robinhood. Yep. These platforms provide you the ability to invest in certain cryptocurrencies yep. or technologies I, I like to think of cryptocurrency as a lot of people think of like oh i'm buying a coin but it's not really a coin right you're buying the technology that you believe will revolutionize our future so you can invest in coinbase or you can invest in uh robin hood uh you can get a that's to get your crypto wallet. To get your crypto wallet. There are tons of crypto wallets. There, Those crypto wallets are centralized, which means uh, you have to put your ID in there and you have to put your social security number in there. And you possibly could be paying taxes. Or you can use a decentralized wallet, which would be like a MetaMask. That's a decentralized wallet, which you're just a number. Your yep. number could be, you know, if I'm J, my number is 0055222337. Right. You know what I mean? And there's no way for the government to track what I'm doing in that wallet. So I may never, ever have to pay taxes on those gains that I get. So you have two options. You have centralized where you're letting the government know your profits and what you're making in the cryptocurrency market. And then you have decentralized where the government doesn't know jack diddly squat. And on that, what you're doing. And that's where NFTs come in. Yeah, NFTs for sure. You want to be decentralized. But you can also be centralized too. But definitely you probably have to be decentralized to do NFTs. You're correct. Yeah. You need a MetaMask wallet to do your, your you know, to, 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 to sell your uh, non-fungible tokens for your art pieces such as this one right here. Or anything, collector's items and so on and so forth. If you have $500, I would say the best bet would be... and. I'm not a financial advisor, so don't try to sue your boy. But you I'm didn't gonna... have this tone last time. Yeah, yeah, I did. I, did. <laughs> I thought about it. Yeah, I knew you know it. Well thought yeah, out version. I, I have to. I have He's to like a like, hundred here. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I gotta definitely cover my tracks and make sure that I say I'm not a financial advisor. And uh, but if you want to take my advice, definitely Ethereum. Definitely get you some Bitcoin. Definitely get you some Polkadot. Definitely get you some uh, some some uh, Cardano and definitely get you some Chainlink. Those are the five. You can spend 100 here, 100 there, 100 there, $500. Put them all there and sit and wait for 90 days and see don't your money increase. Yeah. Because right now what your money's doing is sitting in your bank account and you're making 0.1% on your savings. Yeah. Okay, that's not any revenue. And you and can you, pull this money whenever you want. You can pull this money whenever you want. 
You can take your gains whenever you want. Do they have a card that you can just like use out of that account? Well, what happens is they change, they stream your account with your bank account. So like right now, let's say uh, like I took my income tax check and it was fourteen hundred dollars. I didn't need it for you know to survive. Yeah. So I put it in the market and I bought Ethereum with it. I bought fourteen hundred dollars of Ethereum and I bought it at about. Uh, nine hundred and fifty dollars, I think it was at the time when my inc- when my not my income tax, my um, what is that called? Stimulus. When my when my um, what's his name? What's the president right now? Biden. Biden. When Biden gave me that Biden money, when he gave me that Biden money, I took that money, I put it in the market, and right now, as you know, Ethereum. I bought Ethereum. I spent fourteen hundred dollars on Ethereum, and Ethereum is trading at damn near four thousand two hundred dollars right now. Wow. Today it's at eighty thirty eight hundred dollars, but I've definitely made significant profit. And it's up to you. You can take the profit out, leave your investment in, yeah. continue to make more profit. Yeah. Or you can just keep it in there and let it bubble and create compound interest. Yeah. Which is the ninth wonder of the world. Yeah. So that's pretty much my go to five hitters. I'm not a tr- I'm not a gambler, so I don't buy cryptocurrency and trade every day. That's yeah. not my style. I'm the kind of guy that I believe in the technology. I'm going to invest in it, and I'm on a dollar cost average every time I get a paycheck. So dollar cost average, in lame's terms, means every single week when I get my paycheck, I spend about two hundred and fifty dollars on investments, so I can secure a life. Uh, of not having to work for my finances. Yep. So I can live what they call mailbox money. So I can have that type of financial freedom where I have passive income coming into my bank account every single month off of my assets. Yep. So dollar cost averaging is every single week I take $250, I put it in my crypto wallet, it sits in my wallet in a, in a um, USDTC account. So it sits there in an account that's represented as the dollar. So let's say I had 500 bucks. I take 500 bucks. Or let's just say 250 bucks. I take 250 bucks. I put it in the crypto wallet and I let it So you it don't sit. even need 500 for your little No, 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 no. So 250. 250 bucks. Because that's, that's, that's what I hear from a lot of people. You know, it's like they, they don't know that they can just they can get in the game. Bro, they can get in the game with 50 bucks. Yeah. My first crypto buy was $100 of Bitcoin. I bought $100 of Bitcoin at, I think it was like $6,000. Bitcoin is popping it right now at 50,000 right now? It's at 50,000. Jesus. I bought it when it was like I remember when it was 1,800. Oh, I remember that too. God. Bro, I remember when it was 400. Yeah. I remember when it was 300. You know what I mean? I was using it for other reasons. I wasn't using it for the reasons that I should have been using it for. I was on Silk Road and doing things like that, but I was using uh I wish I could have used it. I wish I would have held on to to to, to my my Bitcoin, yeah, know, like like I was supposed to, but um, Bitcoin is trading at fifty thousand dollars today. It's taking a major hit. It was just at but sixty thousand dollars, and you just have to be familiar. Didn't something just happened. Yeah, uh, Elon Musk opened his big old mouth and said he doesn't want to uh, buy any more Bitcoin because it's bad on the environment and energy. So the market dropped significantly, and I think it's quite impressive. Wait, that so he raised it and now he's dropped he it. He raised it and now he dropped. So it. someone talked to him. I you know at the end of the day I don't really know what Elon where Elon Musk's mind is at. I don't know if he's playing the smart role where he's like I'm going to use my power to drop the bitcoin and buy my bitcoin at 50,000 instead of 65,000. So he's saving 15,000 per bitcoin 
You know, because that's what they do. They 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 pump the market, then they say something bad about it. And when they say something bad about the market, then the people who don't have diamond hands that believe in the technology. So now is the time to buy. Now is the time to buy. You heard it here. Now is the time to buy. It's fifty thousand dollars. You want that little bump? You want that bump? You're never going to be able to buy Bitcoin. It's actually a forty-eight. I just looked right now when we were in that little break. It's forty-eight thousand dollars. You're never going to find it at forty-eight thousand dollars again. So has it day. has it had that big of a drop in years? Oh, yeah, it, oh has. it has. Oh yeah, it has. It's, it's dropped. That's just the market. So it's influxed a lot. It's influxed a lot. It's it's um what they call um what do they call it? They call it uh it's a uh, damn. What's the word that they use? It's volatile. And the reason it's volatile is because we're trading 24-7, seven days a week. The market only trades five days a week. Right. We're trading 24-7. Wow. You can go to sleep, and China can do some stuff, and you wake up, and you're – I've woken up, and my crypto wallet is four or five grand up. Really? You know what I mean? And then by the time it's 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, my crypto wallet is maybe another two grand up, or it's like three grand down. They're trading all day. Yeah. That's the difference between – the young man sport, young man sport demands more of your time. The old man sport, and you know, regular traditional uh, stocks and bonds, it's very slow. You yeah. can you can work your ass off all year to only get seven percent return at oh. the end of the year on your gains. You know what I mean? But in the crypto market, you can make seven percent in a couple of minutes. Yeah. You know what I mean? If you pick the right racehorse. Yeah, totally. You know, and you have your money in the right place. But yeah, definitely Cardano, definitely Polkadot, definitely um Bitcoin, definitely Ethereum, definitely uh and definitely Chainlink. Those Epic. are those are holders. Yeah. You know what I mean? You and when you're when you're thinking that's the kind of trader I am. I'm not a trader that wants to gamble with my money. Yeah, I'm a I know trader. a lot of guys like that. They're, I'm not they're with that. on it every single yeah, day. I'm not with and, that. I don't yeah. have time for that. Yeah. I'm running a full-blown – I'm running three businesses right yeah. now. I don't have time to sit down in front of a cute computer and trade stocks all day. And I'm not knocking the guys that do. That's their full-time career. But that's not my career. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know how they do it, honestly. Even if that was like your one thing, it's so stressful. So stressful. So, yeah, I don't know. I like tangible activities mm-hmm. as well. But mm-hmm. I, I, am, I am interested in making some NFTs and – Oh, you should, bro. All involved. of these are NFTs. Yeah. This is an NFT. Yeah, I know. It's definitely an NFT. I, I, I really do think it's the way for art. It's, and, and I think it's the way of the art just based on the fact that residual income can come from your art from a non-fungible token. I'm just really I'm, – 100%. But I, I'm, my biggest fear is that galleries are going to find a way – to finagle themselves in as a as a middle as a as a media area of of the situation because right now this this gets rid of galleries it gets rid of galleries and forever and fuck them fuck them honestly fuck them honestly for real like this is it's it's it to me it I'm curious because I see some guys make a couple moves I don't even want to say too much because I, I see what they're doing but it's like everyone's just got to weasel into everything mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. let people make their money they but. That's the thing. They want to make their money, and but that's what I'm saying. That's that's the problem. Make your money. Go. I'm so. Over the, the, it. the thing is, is that our generation and the generations before us have not really respected and, and taken care of the artist. Yeah. The way that they did back in the Renaissance days. You know, back in the days, an artist was somebody really special, mm-hmm. and it was somebody who. Who, who who you respected it was somebody that you knew was a leader of culture you knew that was someone who created history for all of us to follow 
and it was real it was well respected in today's time people kind of look at at artists as like oh they're a dime a dozen you know or I, or they'll oh they'll 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 clout push clout push the certain ones and then you know basically behind closed doors even the ones that are highest on the clout they're not being treated right mm-hmm. you know artists Definitely. Have, uh, musicians, musicians painters, painters dancers every, dancers every single person mm-hmm. is being you know you hear the stories so i'm i'm happy to see the, the but that's because melt. they don't control their finances yeah and they don't have nfts but now the nfts are available the ball is in your court yeah you know this art piece that we're looking at here can be sold for in the NFT market, it can be sold for. Let's say you put it up on the auction on OpenSea for four thousand dollars. Okay, it's four thousand dollars, and you set the OpenSea um, retainer for ten uh, percent. So every time this art piece is sold, after it's already been sold for, let's say twenty grand, it goes for twenty grand, and the next time it goes. It Builds up equity and it's sold for twenty five. So now you're getting a piece of the secondary now market. You're going to get a piece of the secondary market. Yeah. And then when it's sold again, you'll get another piece of the secondary market. This ruins and upsets uh, disruption. Uh, it disrupts the market for art and for the people who played the middleman. Yeah. Because now you can do all that on your own through a smart contract, and the smart contract makes sure that you get paid on time. Yeah. So you don't have to sit around and call the the agency and be like, "Hey, uh, I know you just sold my art piece for thirty thousand dollars. Where's my money?" Yeah. The smart contract is automatically going to put that money in your bank account. No humans involved. Yeah, it's a no-brainer. It's a no-brainer. It's a no-brainer, dude. That's crazy. It's a no-brainer. So what about the actual original art? Can somebody still own that? Yeah, definitely. The people can actually own the original art. And I believe, I've been coaching, I've been working with uh, rappers and videographers that record rappers. And what we like to do is, what I like to do is teach them is how to sell their art in pieces. Okay? So you want to break your art down in pieces. So let's say we have this art piece here. And you're going to sell this art piece as an NFT. You're going to have a version where they get the physical version. And, of course, they would pay more for the physical version. Yeah. Then they're going to have – maybe you'll have 50 versions of the digital piece. And you're only going to make 50 copies of the, 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 uh, the digital piece. And you're going to sell those too. And then you're going to sell a version of the physical and the digital piece. You're going to sell that for another price. Then you're going to – scale down and you're going to sell this particular piece as a smaller version, maybe a desktop version for a digital piece. And that way, let's say the first piece was 30,000 for the person who can afford the actual physical piece. The second piece that you're going to sell is, uh, you know, maybe it's 40,000 because it comes with the digital and the physical piece, which only had 50 copies made. And then you sell the next version, which is only digital only, and you sell that version for maybe $5,000 each digital version. And then the next piece, you sell that as an NFT, uh, and you only sell the creation of it, the video of you actually painting it and doing it. And you sell that for a piece that's maybe $15 so that the next person can afford to buy your art who supports you and likes you and admires you and loves what you do, but they can't afford to spend 40 grand. But so how are people finding this on the OpenSea, let's say? Is there just like a, you're just scrolling through? Yeah, you go art? through OpenSea and you type in your artist's name. That's where you have to put in your work and create the buzz. 
You know what I mean? So, but, you, so is it like an Instagram? So you can basically go on there and create facts, hashtags? Facts. They have hashtags they and everything? Hashtags, so yeah, modern yeah. art. And modern you're, art. You're in there with all the shit. Yep. And you, if you go into the search bar and you type in Brent Loving, your art will come up right away. If you are an art piece that people are viewing a lot, they'll put you on the front page. And you know how the game goes. Yeah. So if it's you like reach Instagram out to them. With actual money involved. With actual money involved. If you reach out to uh, uh, OpenSea and say, hey, I want you to market my art. They're going to be like, okay, well, you're going to have to pay us X, Y, and Z, and we'll put you on the Explore page where you show up as the first 10 people with, of your art. And more people are going to see So you can call art. them up and have that. Oh, definitely. definitely. Oh, this is a no-brainer. No-brainer, bro. See, it, this time that we're living in is a revolutionary time for all people who are artists. All artists have been getting the crap stick, the end of the crap stick, because... People have come before them and they know the game better than them. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you know, like I know, artists don't really care about the money and this and that. Yeah. They care that their art is out and they're influencing and inspiring other people. Mm-hmm. That's what they care about. Yeah. Yes, yeah, what artists, all artists care about. If you're a real artist, you're not really concerned about the money you make. You paint because you love painting. Yeah. You're not painting because you need to make a living. Yeah. You know what I mean? But the people who are in the industry right now have been taking advantage of you guys because they know you love to do what you do. Yeah. It's just like the fitness industry. Yeah. The fitness industry is so upside down. Trainers make little to no money because they know that personal trainers love what they do. Yeah. They love that they help people. They love that they get their clients results. So they turn around and hand them 30 or 40 bucks to teach a class and they're like, we're good, right? We're good, right? <laughs> You're doing what you love. I'm getting my money while yeah. the class is making 400 to, you know, you got 10 people in your class. They're charging 40 bucks a piece. The class is making $400. Then you turn around and hand you 40 bucks. Yeah. We're cool. We're cool, right? <laughs> it's okay. That's the same that's going on with art right now. Yeah. But now those days are over because you can put your own art on a website and then you can make not only passive income, but residual income for the rest of your life. Now, let's say... Unfortunately, Brett dies, and you have two or three kids. Guess who will get the royalties from all your art? Them. Kids. Yeah, because right now you get no piece of the secondary market. Get no piece of the it's secondary crazy. market. The, 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 the people, the, the art galleries, sell your art, and they may auction it off. This art piece may go for $100,000. They bought it from you for thirty, and then they make, you know, they make set, they, three, six, uh, 30, they, they make three... For 40, 50, 60, 70, 80, 90, 100. They make 70,000. So I was right. They make 70,000 off of you, but you don't see any of that yep. residual. You don't see any of that. Yep. But if you do an NFT, well, now you're going to see 10%. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I honestly, I, I, I can't believe I've been like not just pulling the trigger on doing this. Cause Bang. You got to pull the trigger, bro. Yeah. It's, it's so true. It's. I'm glad that you actually came because I, I was hoping that we'd kind of have this conversation mm-hmm. about some of this stuff because uh, I've had a lot of people like, dude, why don't you turn your art into NFTs? And I'm like, I've been talking about doing it for a couple of weeks now. And it's just one of those things you just got to pull the trigger, you know, and just do it. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's funny because, you know, I was actually thinking last year during like COVID, like, you know, what is – and then this has obviously been going on longer than that. But kind of became more mainstream, like last year this time, I would say, mm-hmm. people actually like actually knowing what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wasn't thinking, I'm like, why is we're so stuck as artists? Like if you're out here, for example, and you want to be an artist that shows in galleries, not even just to be an artist that shows in galleries, but that's where that's how people see your artwork. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, you can throw your artwork online. You can throw it on your Instagram and, 
your 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 audience will see it. But it's, mm-hmm. it's tough to actually really get it out there mm-hmm. in the world. You know, like mm-hmm. I don't have a huge following, so it's like that. Even if I did, though, I don't think it would be the the platform to be trying to move art. It's not. You know, so I agree. So it's it's tough. Like, what what which route do you take? How, how do you? It's crazy that literally there's just this thing that you can make your whole reality happen with your own self, just with your phone. Yes, and you're not paying anybody fifty percent. Yes. That doesn't do shit for you anyway. Exactly. I think the best route to take for artists is to every piece of artwork you create before you drop it on social media where they're going to capitalize off of your art and sell ads to people who like what you present on your social media, you drop it first as an NFT. Yeah. You know what I mean? And the thing about NFTs that I want people to understand is that you're not marketing to um, the same audience that you're marketing to on Facebook or Instagram, you're marketing to an entirely different uh, niche that is into buying NFTs. I wonder uh, if there must be like agents for this shit. There isn't. There like, that's isn't. like a whole new thing. It's like, there isn't. And I'm trying to be an agent. I have an agency right now. Right now, I'm only working with videographers who work with rappers. Oh, so this is actually a thing. Oh, I'm, I'm working with videographers oh, who are rappers. Hilarious. I was yeah. not, that was not even a layout. Yeah, yeah I'm trying to work with artists. I'm, I'm my second here. business on the side. I'm, that's literally what I'm thinking. I'm like, dude, I need somebody that could take all this art and, and just do it make, for you. Yeah, and just do it. Because right now, it's very complicated and very tech nerdy. Yeah. And everyone's speaking tech babble. Yeah. And so the people who don't understand the market as well as someone who's a super nerd into crypto and DeFi and decentralized financing and all this stuff and using terms like non-fungible tokens. If I'm trying to have this conversation with, uh, with uh, you know, what's the girl? Hilton. Paris Hilton. She's not going to understand what the hell I'm talking about right <laughs> now. So she's going to hire somebody like me. <coughs> That's going to be able to put her thing on OpenSea. So is there agencies that exist like this? There are some, but they're not big and they yeah. haven't blown up yet. Yeah, that's a move. You know, it's a move. That's a definite it's move. It's a definite move for Wait, anybody. So who have wants have to you been getting traction from the song? I have. Stuff? I have two people who I work with. I work with a guy named One Take and I work with another guy named uh, uh, Gear. And I put their NFTs on the market for them. They don't have anything. They don't have to worry about anything. And I just make a measly 3% off of whatever they sell. Yeah. And I'm okay with that. You know what I mean? Because the way I see it is... Has it, has it proven to be profitable? It's definitely profitable. Because people are buying these NFTs. They understand So that. they're buying them. Yeah, because they know that it... Right now, if you're the first person to do something that no one's ever done, in a couple of years, it's going to be profitable no matter what. Yeah. No matter what. You're the first person to do this. You're the first person to make an NFT. So when you drop it and someone buys it and they hold it, and they wait until NFTs are the talk of everyone. T- everyone's talking about. You're gonna be profitable. Yeah. Like right now, Beeple, he's a super profitable. He made a, a NFT every single day for 15 years. He made a, 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 a digital a photo, a digital piece of art. Of 15 years of time. Yeah, 15 years of working. You know, just every day making a photo. And his shit. He's a billionaire now from his NFT artwork. Okay. Yeah, because he that that Instagram account is epic. All exactly. digital art. All digital art. Nothing but digital art. Wow. So he things that take five to ten minutes to create. You see what I'm saying? And so then, how are people? So it becomes basically like a big bank account for people. 
Facts. Because now you're just trading money. You're basically just trading these Facts. things. And so people are bank account, or you can call it a, a, a whole life insurance account. You know what I mean? If you die, all of that art goes through the roof. Wow. See, this is why it's important. Wait, so so these people are then then they're trading it back and forth. Back and forth. Yeah. But I, also for the purpose of trading the money. Also for the purpose of trading the money. But it's also a good thing because when you use an infused NFT, so it's infused with Ethereum, and let's say you infuse this with Ethereum and Ethereum is trading at Let's just keep math simple for those people who can't count that much. Man. Ethereum's trading <laughs> Ethereum's <laughs> trading at a hundred bucks per ETH and I bought this for a hundred bucks. But then five months later, Ethereum's trading at a thousand dollars. My art piece is now worth a thousand dollars and I can put it oh, on the damn. market. So and can you, you just infuse any of it? Yeah, you can infuse the art. It's like a click, you just click oh, I wanna infuse this. I wanna infuse it. I wanna make sure that it's the the price. But there's also a risk. There's a downside because if you infuse it and Ethereum drops. It drops. Your art piece ain't worth deck diddly squat. Whole new world. Whole new world, bro. Dude, for what artists. the fuck? It, it, this will be the renaissance for all artists that create art. They will make all the money their heart has ever desired. So I need to be putting this stuff on OpenSea. You have to, bro. You have to. What the hell? Why don't you tell me? I, I don't know. I'm telling you now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Dude, that's, that's epic. Mm-hmm. God, I would love to just do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, I wish I knew. I usually wish I know how to make art. Right now, I have an NFT. Uh, I'm working with this young lady. She's from. She's in Italy right now. She's a, an artist, and she's upcoming. And I made an, a hip hop NFT with her. With um, uh, I got some artists on there. She painted a photo of um, Bobby Schmurda. And Rowdy Rebel and Favi Foreign, a couple of guys from Brooklyn that are doing major things for the community and major things in the industry. And I created the NFT. She created the art piece. I reached out to a DJ, DJ Danger. DJ Danger set up the mixtape. So he created a mixtape. And I'm going to break it up in layers and sell the entire thing. So the way it'll look is you can buy the complete package. Uh, I'll auction off the complete package. You get the mixtape. You get the NFT art piece. You get the uh, art, the actual physical art piece that she created, which is only one. And I'll auction that off for as high as it goes before um, Bobby Schmurder, who just came home from prison, um, drops his first. Which is crazy. Which is crazy. He'll drop his first album, and you'll have his first NFT. If you don't want to buy the entire package and spend the big money, okay, we'll break it up in pieces. I'll sell you the digital version of, of the art piece. Now you own the digital version. Use it? I'm definitely going to infuse it. With what? Uh, Ethereum, because I believe that Ethereum will be the next source of payment that we'll all use as a community, uh, you know, like credit card companies that have those little swiping devices. Just tap your phone. Yeah. It is, it's, it's inevitable. Yeah. That's yeah. crazy, man. It's inevitable. No, I love that. I love that there's a new thing to pay attention to. Definitely. definitely. <laughs> it's actually kind of exciting. Definitely, definitely, definitely. Um, well, what, what do you, uh, where, where do you want to go? Like, I mean, how long have we been going here? I just want to check in on this thing. Okay. I don't want to have another situation. Situation, all right. <laughs> it's out. It was 100% the entire time. All right. Yeah. How much time we got left? Hey, we, I just want to make sure it didn't shut off. Okay. Um, I'll finish what, it up. What else do you want to plug in? Like, uh, what else do you want to, yeah, what do you want to finish on? Well, I definitely want to. 
We should do a part two. Because well, no, we should do another one. Because honestly, I'm like, down. Because I got really big things happening. I just signed a really big deal today with a company called Future Stars. That deal is going to change my life for the rest of my life, uh, financially. I'm really excited. What about is Future that. Stars? It's a program where they run camps for children, and they run camps to a different demographic. So uh, a demographic who wants their kids in a program five days a week for three hours a day. And I just closed that deal. So Untamed is now partnered with a company called Future Stars. Awesome. Where I'll be offering a camp program for kids. They'll be able to come from 9 to 12 from Monday to Friday. Um, signing another deal in a couple of weeks with Bridgehampton where I'm going to help their camp program and also provide to the at-risk youth in the Bridgehampton community who cannot afford these programs that, you know, that are being offered every year. But because they're not in the tax bracket and their parents can't afford it, I'm going to provide them services to help them be able to come take those classes as well. So I'm pretty much offering my services for free. Right. And, uh... Just pretty much, if I could give anybody advice, is the best advice that was given to me is to have a team. A team is so important. Like you said, yeah. you were a long wolf for a long time, but you ain't one no more. Yeah, You know what I mean? And neither am I. I have a team. Although it may seem like I'm handling business in leaps and bounds and my future is looking bright, it's only because I'm standing on the shoulders of giants. Yeah. There is a full team behind me. The clothes you see, the sweater that I have on, I didn't design it. I paid a small role in it, but I wasn't the one that pressed it. I wasn't the one that put the put the. In, in fact, it was Victoria. She was the one that went into the. We call it a sweatshop. We laugh about it and call it the sweatshop. But she was the one that was down there pressing it up and and putting the logo. Oh, on she's it. actually doing it. She's actually doing it. We she's have actually. The, yeah, we it. have the press and all that. You know, she bought the press and you know I have a team behind. Yeah. You are not going to make it in business without a team, bro. You will not make it by yourself. You will not make it by yourself. It's impossible. You're going to yeah. get to a certain level. You might crack 90,000. You might crack 50,000. You might crack 60. But you, when you get to 100, 200, 300,000, you're not cracking that without a team. No. It's impossible. No. It's, it's impossible. And I'm ever so grateful. There are more people. I have someone on my schedule booking my appointments. I have someone taking care of proposals and business things and making sure that the money is coming to to the business the right way. I have a business oh, excuse me. I have a business consultant that's guiding me, making sure that I'm right charging the right prices, running my Facebook ads to people, getting my content in front of people. I have a videographer who who's on the team, who's constantly shooting content to keep me in front of my audience. I have sales team. I have the team that I'm working with at the SYS at the front desk that makes sure that my marketing is being taken care of and that they're selling my program and know everything about me. It's impossible to move without a team. Yeah. I, I, places where I keep my gym box when I'm not using it. It's at Kiki's house. She's holding me down, keeping it at her house. I pull up at four in the morning and make hook a up. bunch of noise and hook up and take the gym yeah. box. And she's okay with that. Yeah. None of this is possible without a team. Yeah. My success is not possible without my team. That's why when I was in the newspaper, I made sure that they got a picture of every person. The people who weren't in the picture was because they couldn't be there. Right. But I reached out through text message to everyone, even the people who have paid the prices that I asked them to pay to push my program to the next level. I asked them to be there at the photo shoot for the newspaper because it wasn't built by myself. Yeah. And if, if I can give any advice to anybody who has these grandioso ideas, 
you're not going to be able to do it by yourself. I know you think you can. Yeah. And I know you because you're an entrepreneur and you make you make something out of nothing, but you must have a team. Your team must believe in you. Your team must have faith in you. You must be a good leader and you must constantly educate yourself to keep your team consistently believing in you. Yeah. And that that be the best bit of advice I can give. It's not done on your own. Yeah. That's for sure. No, I think that's I think that's really good advice. I mean, honestly, I've I've felt that too. I mean, having a good team behind you is Facts. is so important. And you know, you can really impair yourself by trying to be iron iron will. Yeah. You know, and it's it's tough because I've influxed as well, the same. You know, mm-hmm. it's like I've been lone wolf, then team, then mm-hmm. no team, mm-hmm. then team mm-hmm. and then now down to super light team, like mm-hmm. light duty team. Mm-hmm. Um but on a fundamental base of, of really powerful stuff, honestly. I mean we're the people that I do have right now are just they're so solid. So solid. When, when you're saying that I'm like sitting there thinking to myself, I'm like, I've had a team, but maybe the team members weren't the right team members. And that's your fault. And, yeah. You know, and yeah. and it's like you wanna blame them. Nah, it's your fault. But it's on you. Ultimate u- ultimate yeah. alpha male will always say that it's my fault at the end of the day. Yeah. And it's it's ultimately, you know, looking at both sides, it's like, mm-hmm. you know, to build a team. Because like, I, I used to have a team, mm-hmm. and the team was good, mm-hmm. but I'm realizing that there's a there's an, another layer or level Damn to it. team. And... Uh, you know, there's sometimes you think you have team and you think you're building with people that are on your team, but they're not. They're maybe. not. And uh, yeah, man, I think that that's really important because like right now the team's light on my mm-hmm. side. Mm-hmm. Team's light, and it. But the team is probably never been more impactful. Mm. You know, and that's been, so they're efficient. Yeah, but I don't disregard that the collective of where I even am right now has mm-hmm. been a team that maybe is no longer here. Mm-hmm. Um, but taught you valuable lessons. Taught me a lot of valuable lessons, mm-hmm. executed things, mm-hmm. was there ultimately, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I think it is, it's all about team. You know, it's, uh, I've argued with a lot of like younger guys because I, I, I kind of take it upon myself to kind of like help people, not help people, but I just like, I'm willing to talk shit out, you know, like, oh, you're starting a business, like, Tell me all the what, – what, what you got going on. Like, mm-hmm, this is mm-hmm. how you mitigate that or what have mm-hmm. you. But a lot of people, they they get it in their head that they're going to do it all themselves. <laughs> I thought that too. Yeah. And I did too. You know, like I, I was like, oh, this is me. This is all me. It's all me. It, but I could do this. And that that was really early on. Like when I, once I started this excavation company, it's it it's there's so, it's so many specialty skilled mm-hmm. people that you need. Mm-hmm. Probably the same thing for you. You got people that you know that you can't just have someone up there just, you know, punching the bag with – weak wrists you know <laughs> rolling their wrists on right, the bed right 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 you know so it's uh so i yeah i mean it's 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 so important and ultimately i've seen you giving respect to your team uh on a regular basis like mm-hmm. it, when you talk to people um when you're online mm-hmm. you're you're giving respect to people mm-hmm. you're shouting them out mm-hmm. and uh no i respect that uh, and I know other people that like know you that like you know people like like that we know like in between each other, and and you've always given credit to them too. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I respect you saying that, man. Like honestly, because it's and you've said a couple of things here. Like and I know it's like it plays back to me, but 
you know, even just you acknowledging being up on the billboard is awesome. Thanks. You know, like this. Bro, this is inspiration. To, to see each other grow and succeed um, and make moves mm-hmm. and be here now talking with one another mm-hmm. across, across the table. It's just like, even look in your eyes, I'm just like, dude, like, you're still the same Jay, like, in, in mm-hmm. some ways, like, when I first met you, but you're mm-hmm. also, like, you're... Evolving. Yeah, but you're more refined. Thank you. Yeah, you're like you're more refined and like your that your, means a your lot approach and like how you talk mm-hmm. and because like dude when I when I used to talk when you and I okay well then with the two chatterboxes <laughs> get together yeah, yeah, yeah. and we're like and then after we cured cancer we're gonna go over here <laughs> yeah. and we're gonna do this other thing yeah, yeah, and it's yeah. like and it's like it's a little unrealistic mm-hmm. but everything we've talked about today is so within the wheelhouse of reality mm-hmm. and not even close to being like you know eh. hypothetic no it's like this is. What you guys heard today was real life, real lived life. out stuff. Um, you're looking at two people that have probably, when they were in their younger, early 20s, wished they were at the spot that they're at right now. All facts. All facts. You know what I mean? And and we're on our way to where we're going, yeah. hopefully, you know? Hopefully. And um, yeah, man. I honestly, I I think we should do this again because I, I think I think that you and I can talk again. about a multitude of, of of many things and like even right now I'm like, ah, should we dive back into? <laughs> <laughs> Let's make some NFTs <laughs> online right now. Right. Let's get it going. Got, we're gonna do a tutorial. Yeah, 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 yeah. I definitely can teach how to do that. But I I encourage everyone to check out. You had an awesome uh, newspaper article at the Southampton Press. Yeah, Southampton Press. Yeah, and then uh, um, Express. Express. And the Express. Newsday. Newsday, you're Newsday. Yeah, man, they all picked it up. They picked it all up. Oh, Newsday's epic. They picked it up, and I, I, I actually got picked up by another. I can't say what company because I signed a non non disclosure. Yeah, yeah, no, I signed a non disclosure, and uh, but I could possibly be on TV if I make the next cut for my gym box idea. So I'm really excited about that, and I hope that that does pan out because Shark, uh... even if they even if they tell me no. Even if they say no to me, I'm looking for a. I at least of... <laughs> got to go in front and talk about my idea and let them shoot holes. You already my did sh- it to my stuff. No, I'm, I'm in it right now. I'm oh, in you're part I'm, of the process. I'm, I'm in the third process. I'm, I've made it to the third category. So I got one more category. If I make it to the fourth category, I'm in. I'm on TV, and we're gonna. I'm going to do the do, but I can't say it because I signed an honest closure. And do I'm, the do. I I'm going to do the do. Okay? Okay, so I don't want to I don't uh, want to lead on. It could be anything. Okay? It could be a YouTube channel or whatever. I don't yeah. want to say that I'm doing anything, but uh, they have reached out. I am in the process, and uh, I do hope that I, I get it because not that I – I'm not even really concerned with the money and what can happen to me. But I'm really concerned to go up in front of people who know business yeah. and shoot holes through my stuff. Yeah, tell me where I'm lacking. You know what I mean? Tell and then me eat it, and then eat it, Ugh. and then go back to the market and be like, "All right, I'm gonna make my business better." Yeah, because this person told me this, and this person told me I wasn't covering this. I'm hoping that when I get there, and if it does happen, I'm hoping that when I get there, I'm so on point that they're like, "Yo, this." This kid's sharp. Yeah, he knows his shit. He knows his numbers. He knows his he's he knows his uh, cost to acquire a customer. He knows he knows his average dollar cost average. He knows his um, lifetime value of a customer. He knows his you know cost to acquire a customer. Like I want to be that guy, and I'm just hoping that I actually get that opportunity to do that. And even if they make me look bad, I'm hoping that 
Uh, There's lessons in that. There's lessons in that, oh, man. Oh, God, don't you love those ones? I love those. <laughs> and I'm hoping I can at least get to that point. Good old concrete sandwich. Because right now, I think that the gym box is the ultimate way for any personal trainer to make a significant amount of revenue. That's why I'm willing to teach anybody. I've helped Antoine get his. I helped a guy up the island named Terry get his. I oh, they got him. him. Yeah, they got him. I helped another guy in Florida get his. Oh, so they're, they're doing it. They're doing it. Antoine has a gym box. He's about to launch this summer. Damn. Yeah, he's not playing. So they're out here. They're out here. I don't care. I'm not, like I said, I'm good. I'm making money. I'm finding success. And I know. So who, who fabs these things? So you have to go to another company to, to help them build it. But in my opinion, you don't need that other company. I spent way too much money with the other company building it. The one that I'm building right now is less efficient. I figured out how to build a gym box. By going there, putting my credit on the line, I pay 150 something dollars a month for a gym box for a, a trailer. Then I build it myself. Yeah, see, what I'm saying my first gym box, I spent 60k on it. Damn. Yeah, 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 yeah. For that box. For that box. But I made it all back. Yeah. That's what really matters. But you know so, I mean? so, but you think you could fab that up? Think. Well, you know, some I dudes. know. I know what I know. Yeah, why wouldn't you? The problem was is when I first got the gym box, I think I thought I needed this. I thought I needed that. I thought I needed this. I thought I needed that. But you didn't. But after taking it to the market, I know exactly what I actually need. Yeah. And so I can go back and sit down. As of right now, I'm the only person with the roadmap to how to do this successfully and to do it for the lowest cost. I'm the only person because no one else has put in the work. Yeah. No one else has put up 60K. To run a business, sixty k is not a lot compared to an average gym. If you want to own an average gym, you're gonna spend two hundred fifty thousand dollars. Easy, easy, and you ain't even gonna have the fly stuff. No, you know what I mean. You gonna have some okay stuff. No pec deck. No pec deck. No <laughs> amazing squat rack. No awesome no vibrating juicy, floor. No nothing. nothing. You're not having none of that. You no. got the basic fundamentals. Pull up bars. Better kick out some AstroTurf and call exactly. it a day. Exactly. AstroTurf and call it a day. A yeah. couple of dumbbells and kettlebells and you spend $200,000. The shit worry is not, it's not cheap. It's not cheap to own a gym. But a gym box? All the stuff you have is very quality. All the bags, all the, the bags, attachments, everything. everything's really Bro, nice. Bro, I can get somebody set up with a gym box right now and they wouldn't have to spend no less than six grand. Whole gig. Whole gig. Hmm. Yeah, I made suck. back $60,000 in eight months. Wow. On one box. I've only been open. Gym box has only been relevant eight months. Yeah. That's amazing. And I'm already on my second one. Already bought a second vehicle to build the second one. Yeah. I'm on my second one. I have a second location in Bridgehampton already set up. I'm not playing no games. And so I'm you're training to... tomorrow? Huh? You're training tomorrow? I'm training tomorrow. What when time, I wake what time up, do you start? What's tomorrow? Friday. Friday. It's my day off. I'm not training tomorrow. <laughs> I'm training at my gym with my coach okay, at No great. Limits Gym. Awesome. I'm training with Coach Rick. You know what I mean? On my days off, I tend to like to spend all my time training with a coach who's going to invest in me, and then I'm going to take what he gives to me, and then I'm going to go back and give it to my ladies and yeah. give it to my people who are in my program. But right now, I have cracked the code of someone to not spend $60,000 like I did and make all the, I want to say dumb mistakes, but I'm a revolutionary. I'm going to make dumb mistakes. Yeah. But now I can get them that same setup that I did for like 6K. Damn. I know, bro. It's ridiculous. It's it's ridiculous. So as soon as I set the trend, that's why I have the YouTube channel, because I want to share my knowledge with other people. I want to provide what we talked about earlier, value. 
the more value I can provide to other people to get them set up with their own gym box, that's going to make my life complete. And the next person, Antoine or Jessica or Keith up the island who has a gym box or my friend in Florida who I've been coaching on having a gym box, these people will show up my, at my funeral and they will say things that matter about me to yeah. my kids. And my kids will want to grow up and be better people like I was. When, my, when I heard about my grandfather, I wanted to be a better person. I didn't want to be the same person that I was. Yeah. I wanted to step into my grandfather's shoes and feel, fulfill his legacy of helping people and being compassionate and being there for people. And I think that same thing will happen to other people who I help get their gym box. I'm not operating from a place of scarcity. I'm operating from a place of abundance. I know that out here, I can't service all these rich people. She can. Antoine can. Keith can. Marcus can. Another woman from Shelter Island who I'm coaching right now, she can. I can't get all the money, bro. I can't be everywhere at once. I'm not operating from scarcity. I know wealth is in abundance. We live in a community where people have million-dollar homes that 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 they pay thousands of dollars for a month, and they only live in them three months out of the year. Yeah. No, dude, I think it's... I, I think you ha- I think you're bringing a lot of value to the table. Have and to. I mean, I'm stoked to see the funeral challenge. Is that what it is? That's what it is, man. That's what, that's your that's mantra. It, that's my mantra. <laughs> my funeral challenge. How many people gonna be at my funeral? Yeah. Talking yeah. about me in front of my kids. Yeah, I've thought about that before. Funeral challenge, baby. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it's about. I'm gonna die, no matter what. It may be next year, maybe this year. Well, maybe we'll invent something. You don't have to. Yeah, and I won't have to. Maybe I can live forever. Damn, that's eternal what I'm talking life. about. That's what I'm talking about. I love eternal life. If I just stay this age forever, I'd be great. You know, I would be too. <laughs> 30, like 4, 35 for the rest of my life, I'm cool with that Remember age. when you only wanted to be 21 when oh, you were young? Man. You're like, oh, if I could just drink legally. Yeah, be 21. Just go out there go out and to hang the out with the boys. The yeah. yeah. I'm good Drive. with 34. 34 is yeah. the perfect age. Yeah. 33 is the God year, the Jesus year, where you like get this uh, awakening where you understand what you should be doing and where your life is going. 34, you're like, okay, God, I got it. That's what's happening, bro. I'm 33. You're God, 33. Man. That's the God year. That's the why light. it's all falling into place. I got right? the light. You got the light. I love this, it. This is your year right now to figure out how you're going to make an impact on the world and how you're going to shape the world in Brett Loving's own image. Yeah. Yeah. No, I dude. I feel it right now, for sure. I'm glad you feel it. You should yeah. feel it. No, I feel and if you don't feel it at 33, you didn't done something wrong. Mm-hmm. And you better go find it. Yeah. <laughs> little spirit quest. Facts. Well, Jay, where can everyone find you? Like, let, Let's plug all your socials. Let's get uh, your website. I'm Surreal Jay. You can find my link in my description. Surreal Jay. S-U-R-R-E-A-L-J-A-Y on Instagram. And I'm there. And you'll be able to find every link you need to find about me in the description. Yep, and I'll plug you too on my plug, Insta. Plug. Um, we'll put the you know the the link in the bio, the whole gig. But dude, I'm so stoked to actually f- sit down and actually have done this and had a combo with you. Yeah. And I, I really do think we should do this again. Definitely, I think we have plenty of stuff to talk about. I honestly think we can probably do a whole thing on crypto. Oh, I love uh, at some at some point. But I'm dude again after the summer. Let's let's work after the summer because the reason I didn't reach out to you right away when we wanted to do it is because well you had to build. I had to build. I had so many things upcoming. And I didn't want them to fall through yeah. before I had this podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now that they're all coming through one after another. Now you can talk to them about them like they're real. Exactly. Yeah. I'm not telling no BS yeah. on here. You know what I mean? No, I I do. Yeah. I respect that. Yeah, thank um, 
dude, congratulations on Thank everything you, you're doing. Thank you. And uh, dude, much love, honestly. Like I'm, I'm Thank stoked you, we finally did this. Thank you. Let's do it again. Let's do it again. All right, brother. Thank you.